BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight, we're going to be debating uh, globe, globe phase, flat versus globe uh, versus Austin. Jeez, I'm reading this all out of order. My bad. Flat versus globe. because <laughs> of your name. Globy McGlobe phase versus Austin Whitsett. Uh, and 10 minutes on the floor for you, Austin. Nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> Gets it all messed up. <laughs> all right. I, it, I hear some audio, but I don't know where it's coming from. Um, so heliocentrism has never been proven and it's a religion. And so I guess I just saw an e- the email that says like keep Austin on subject or something. And I and I, I just heard it's globe versus flat and it should have been assumed. I don't know what the echo's from. I think it's from someone else though, but but I hear me echoing. I don't hear an echo and I don't have any speakers on. Okay. I don't know. I do, but it's all good. Okay. I have no idea. All right. Anyway. um, So that's so annoying. All right. So, but obviously the actual subject is that the earth is supposedly a specific thing and it's a model, right? There's a mainstream globe model. What is that dude? And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. So, um heliocentrism is part of it that the earth is moving obviously here they'll tell you that what is going on that is just philosophical models i'm so confused i just i hear me talking delayed your talking is coming back to you delayed okay 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 okay. maybe i don't know what's going on but maybe reconnect if you want to try dropping out for just a second here let's uh we'll end the screen share if you want to try rejoining just because it seems to be happening just on your end so if you want to just pop out for a second and then pop back in we'll try to get you going again because uh it seems like uh if you're having a delay issue it's it's only going to probably trip you up going forward so okay yeah just uh yeah just click back on the uh, the link i sent you and we'll uh try rolling it again we'll reset the timer all right, sounds good. All right, we'll I'll see be you right back. Sorry. No problem, buddy. Yeah, I can't. If I'm hearing an echo, I can't even. I can't get three words out. It no. Just, just it short circuits in my brain. Here, I'll. Uh... Oh my gosh. Here, did you want me to hit the remove for you there, or is it? You can, light? yeah, but I'm just. Okay, here I'll. Uh, no, I don't want to report to Zoom. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I don't want to remove you because then it will not let you back in. Sorry, everybody. We're just having a little bit of a technical delay uh, where Austin's hearing that uh, uh, 
well, yeah, he's hearing a delay in his ear and we want to make sure that that's fixed, you know? And usually when I go out and I'm singing music, I have a delay on on purpose, but we don't want that when we're trying to do formal discussion. So, uh, yeah, if you're hanging out in the live chat right now, hit the like button and, uh, you know, give Austin, uh, you know, uh, your virtual support as he tries to get reconnected here. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. There we go. All right. Let's put it back over to here. That way we can all hang out for just a few minutes. All right. Nobody cares, Ryan. Thanks for that. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to hang out for just a few seconds while we wait for Austin to return. And then we're going to get started again. So sorry for the delay. Uh, you know, sometimes things happen in uh, these online spaces. And we just, yeah, tech issues happen. That's right. So... Let's just pause that YouTube video there. Yeehaw. So, fun enough, we will be doing the Q&A at the end of our discussion, as long as we can get the discussion going. So, uh, as soon as you guys start getting questions in there, the sooner your question will be asked when we get to the end of the debate. Uh, which, uh, what, are, what are our time frames exactly? Do you want to give us a, an idea of what... Uh, what, what you're looking at here for tonight, Globy, just so that I don't uh, keep you guys all night. I've been known to be bad, you know? But these things get carried away. I mean, I I did six hours the other night, and I wanted to die the next day. So <clears throat> I'd like to keep it uh, reasonable. It's 8.30 now, so 30, 10, 30. Uh, I mean, three hours is yeah, that's, way, uh... way more than enough. That, that, that seems pretty reasonable for me uh, looking over here too you know as a family guy I gotta get up drive my kids to school so you know uh, it's always nice to wake up with a little extra sleep under my belt but uh, as for you sure. guys behaving yourselves in the live chat there we will be right back so don't mind us we're just gonna return to our intro screen and we will fix this post so I'm going to pop that back over there so uh, we can kind of vamp in our own space. But once again, if you haven't already, hit the like button. This is your chance. Share this out into contentious spaces that you like having these discussions. You know, if you're running in circles that have uh, similar discussions, let them know that they're happening here and uh, share that link out now. Uh, we really appreciate that, everybody who uh, takes the time to do stuff like that because it helps us at the network. And like I said, it's, it's all part of networking. Hey, maybe we don't have to back out. Maybe we just keep rolling because Austin's back and we'll let Austin speak for a second to make sure that everything is working. Hey, Austin. You working? Yeah, I guess. I have no idea. Everything just went crazy. Okay. Well, if you're working now, let's restart your timer. And welcome to Modern Day Debate, everybody. Tonight, we're going to be debating globe versus flat earth. Uh, first 10 minutes is on the floor for you, Austin Whitsett. Oh, yeah. So... Um, I saw, make sure Austin doesn't go off subject. My experience is that normally that happens the other way around, but, uh, anyway, the subject is, is the earth actually what we've been told? And that is the globe model. Um, what, now what always happens is people want to focus specifically on sphericity because they can't defend the vast majority of the model, but it's a model. It's a package deal. It says it's tilted, wobbling, spinning, revolving around the sun as a sphere and that it's also curving. So here's a quick deception timeline of how this kind of was born the idea was born. um and here's the government's involvement with a bunch of stuff purely coincidental
goodness. What is going on? Uh, is, that's better? So, okay. okay. Jeez Louise. Anyway, so we're, so it's a, it's a, it's a package deal basically is the point. So here's a deception timeline. Um, we don't have time to go through this, but you can take a screenshot. Pretty telling all the Intel agencies being founded right after we went and took a little trip uh, to Antarctica. But it's just a coincidence, you know, all of it's a coincidence. So heliocentrism has never been proven and it is a religion. And I know that that's like a triggering word, but, you know, it's a belief system built upon the doctrine of men that requires faith and uh, blind belief. And that's what this is, right? It doesn't require it be about a deity. So here is uh, physicist George Ellis, one of the people that told the truth about this, which is I could create a spherically symmetrical universe with Earth center and it would answer all cosmological uh, data, right? But we choose the one that we believe in based on philosophy, but a lot of people try to hide that fact, right? And um, so that kind of brings us into the first part, which is the Earth actually moving. And the claim is that the Earth is spinning 1,037 miles per hour east of the equator. That's the tangential speed. You have the angular speed of 15 degrees per hour. And so it's a very specific motion claim and that it's actually wobbling three to four different wobbles, depending on the source you look at. And of course, you can't even replicate something actually simultaneously moving four different wobbles, but whatever. whatever. So these are the uh, supposed motions. And we're so we're tilted, wobbling, spinning, and then we're you know orbiting the sun 66,000 miles per hour while we fly through space. Um, here is uh, you know, someone writing a biography about Einstein. You know, no physical experiment ever proved that the earth is actually in motion. Here's Einstein himself telling you that all terrestrial experiments was a net were a negative result. That means any experiment on the earth can't detect that the earth is moving around the sun. And if you believe in the current model, you have to believe that you can never actually measure, detect, or prove that it's moving around the sun. Anyone that doesn't agree with that disagrees with their model, and um, therefore we we wouldn't even be really debating at that point. Here he has to say that also there's a coordinate system, right? A kinematic equivalence in the coordinate system. If the sun moves around the Earth or vice versa, it's equally valid. Here he is saying that that uh that terrestrial experiments. He's saying no optical experiment. So even though I believe that the Earth is revolving around the sun, I've come to the conclusion that no optical experiment, optics and physics is of course light can actually detect the motion of the Earth, and light is our most precise form of measurement. Promotion. This comes back to Mickelson Morley, the most grossly misrepresented test by every single person that argues on behalf of the globe. They don't know what this test is actually about. They claim it debunked the ether. If you throw the ether out, you still have to explain why it didn't detect the motion of the earth. And uh, I could just pull Einstein up. I've done it a hundred times. They keep saying it. Einstein said, without the ether, we still have to explain why we didn't detect the motion of the earth. Then they invoked contraction. They invoked time dilation. They said that the Earth is free-falling in a straight path through the bending and warping of space-time, and Newtonian mechanics was wrong, and that is required to explain it. And then the actual measurement that was received had to be an instrumental error. And Einstein said, if it's not, then relativity is wrong, and it collapses like a house of cards. Okay, so we're going to run through these, but uh, this is them explaining. This is another uh, quote explaining that, well, one option of Mickelson-Morley was that the Earth's not moving through space. Objectively, that was one of the options. Edward Morley, Albert Mickelson, Albert Einstein, Arthur Eddington, every physicist knew it. Hendrik Lorentz, they all knew that one of the answers was that the Earth is not moving because that's what we would expect if it wasn't moving. Here's Arthur Eddington saying that you have to actually claim the apparatus contracted to explain it, meaning there should have been a measurement, but the apparatus contracted just the right amount to make it look like the Earth's not moving. So long story short, this is him explaining it. We can go to this later if we have to, but here I'm explaining that if it's not instrumental error, relativity is wrong. And here he is saying it again four years later. 
this is really grossly misrepresented, so I, I threw this in here. Um, this is all the replications since then that have shown the same results, that it is an instrumental error, and it's been consistently measured. In fact, the friendship changes with altitude. It changes with the periodicity of the sun and the moon and the solar motion, meaning it changes throughout the year. So the actual sky dictates what your interference pattern is. This is a major problem because the globe claims that there should be no interference pattern because you can't detect the orbit of the Earth. So uh, that actually refutes heliocentrism on space right there. And this is Einstein saying, everything occurs on the Earth as if the Earth's in a state of rest. So as long as we can be on the same page, there's a belief that the Earth is actually orbiting around the sun, but you can't verify it. You can't prove it. Everything's going to happen on the Earth as if the Earth is in a state of rest. There's a kinematic equivalence, means any motion you see in the sky could equally be explained if the Earth is stationary. And that's what the model says. Anyone representing the model that says anything other than that are misrepresenting the model and not being honest. So, and then of course, the rotational claim we can get into as well, but the pendulum doesn't work. The ring laser gyro doesn't work. And we can get into the specifics of that. So motion's never been truly verified other than reifying it and begging the question. And of course, the big one here is that the Earth is a sphere with a radius of 3,959 miles. means that it's curving at a certain rate. I think I am like five minutes in. So if you have the radius value here, and everyone knows what that is, the distance from the center of a circle or a sphere, then the Earth's going to curve at a certain rate. And for intents and purposes, up to about 1,000 miles, that's roughly you know 7.98 inches per mile squared. It actually gives the globe the benefit of the doubt. It actually predicts less curvature than the globe actually does. So that is uh, beneficial to the globe proponents if we're trying to see if there is curvature for all observations under 1,000 miles. Now, what we know in reality is that the horizon is not a physical place. And the way this all started was we were told boats disappear over the curve of the Earth. That's how we know the Earth's a ball. Then we went out and we found out that, no, the boat looks like it disappears. But when I pull out optics, I can see the boat again. So guess what they did? They moved the goalpost and said, but no, eventually you can't bring it back. Well, yeah, you're changing what you said. So let's start with step one. Definitively, you can prove that the boat appears to disappear, but actually you can bring it back. It's not because of the curve of the Earth. So therefore, boats can disappear in the distance despite it not being curve of the Earth. Now, the horizon moves around. It's not actual. It's just where we got the word horizon was horizontal. It's a vanishing point in the distance. Everything in the sky converges down. The ground converges up. A basic perspective, we see that the horizon is an optical diffraction limit based on our angular resolution, and it's just an optical place in the distance. And it changes based on uh, atmospheric conditions, et cetera. This is very interesting. So if you actually look at the angular resolution limit of the human eye being about one arc minute, right, which is approximately between 0.02 and 0.03 degrees, then it gives you an angle of exactly 0.0217062 degrees of the human eye. When you take the angular resolution limit of the human eye and you actually multiply it by uh, a certain wavelength of the typical conditions assumed of visible light, you can actually end up getting the exact radius of the Earth. So where things would fall below the resolution limit of the human eye, roughly three miles for a six-foot observer, is exactly where the globe claims that the curvature of the Earth would start obstructing things. If you actually look at the math, it's, it's exactly the same. And if you look right here, we have the equation on one of these pages. Oh, it's actually being hidden here. But it actually gives you, if you do the math and you assume spherical geometry is blocking it in the distance, it gives you 3,958.8 miles. And in fact, it matches up to like 10 decimal places, the exact supposed radius of the Earth. What a coincidence. Angular resolution limit of the eye 
can literally be reverse engineered, assuming the Earth's a sphere causing things to be obstructed, and you get the exact radius value, 3,958.8. That's a coincidence. If you're a globe earther, that's a coincidence. So anyway, we could get into that if we need to. And then I'm gonna run through, I think I have like a couple minutes left. We'll run through some basic evidences. So all engineer, minute and a half. All engineering uses plane survey, which is neglects any notion of a curvature up to 100 square miles. Then we do it in segments. That's 66 feet in each direction of curvature. Yet we have to assume the Earth is flat to actually build things. So when people say still no flat Earth evidence right after this presentation concludes, they would be neglecting all actual engineering in the real world. Specular reflections require a flat surface. You can't replicate one without one. If the water was convex or concave, you wouldn't have that because you would have a diffused reflection. We have them over dozens of miles. Here's the uh, horizon constantly moving, proving that it's optical. We have long distance laser tests. And here is a very interesting one. Let's see what Globe Face says about this. So on a globe, the horizon is going down and away from your feet in all directions. It's a, it's a globe. But as we increase in altitude, the horizon rises with us. So as I get higher, the ground should be getting further and further away from my feet, down and away from me. On a plane Earth, it would rise with us. And that's quite literally what we see. So let's see if they get that right. And then I'm just going to wrap it up. We have long distance mirror flashes, radio waves. Uh, we could get into all the specifics later, but we have many different tests that have falsified the curvature of the earth. If the surface of the earth is not curving anywhere, what is it? So what we're left with is a stationary topographical plane. Ten seconds. And yeah, so the empirical evidence requirement is on those making the claim that all of that's just an illusion. And actually the, the earth is the exact opposite of what we see and use it as. So, that's the burden of proof. All right. Thank you so much for that there. And uh, we will uh, thank Austin for his uh, opening statement there. Uh, just remind everybody once again, we are going to be doing Super Chats at the end of our discussion. So if you have questions for either of our speakers, the earlier you get them in, the sooner they're going to be asked. So 10 minutes on the floor. Uh, over to you, Globy. And thank you so much for being here. Sure. Thank you. All right. Let me share my screen. Ready when you are. All right, 10 minutes starting now. All right, so um, we just listened to 10 minutes of zero flat earth proof, which was expected. Um, but here we go. We can actually demonstrate the earth's curvature and measure it instead of talking about trying to falsify things like relativity and um, showing incorrect videos with drones flying that are not level. How do you know that drone was level? But we can get into that. Um, if we're talking about globe proof, we can look at very simple things that prove the globe. For example, 24-hour Antarctic sun for four months out of the year. Well, up to six, depending on where you are. Um, impossible on a flat earth for very obvious reasons. Now, flat earthers have just said, no, -uh, these are all fake and come up with various reasons to claim they're fake all of which are have, have no bearing at all. And we can go through those one by one, you guys like. <clears throat> Star trails, very simple second proof of the globe. Everyone in the Southern Hemisphere sees the same star trails looking south around the central point of rotation called Sigma Octantis is the star closest to the center of that rotation. Doesn't matter where you are. Um, I've done this observation myself on TikTok with two live observers, one in Australia, one in South Africa. 
both looking south-southwest on their compass at the same exact moment in time and looking at the Southern Cross in the sky. Uh, taking into account magnetic declination, those kind of things. This is over 90 degrees of difference on the flat Earth map, looking you know this way and looking this way. So declination doesn't really make up for that. Uh, it's about a 10 degree difference. So that's not an answer to this. This is impossible on flat Earth without invoking some sort of magic. Okay, Where it does work is on the globe. Because again, everyone in the South right here is looking South towards the center point of rotation. Now, why are there two points of central rotation in the sky? I don't know, maybe because we have an, an axis. And those two points are directly over those axes, the, the, the center of axis of rotation. Okay. No explanation for this on flat earth. Another simple one, sunsets. The sun sets at an angle to the south from your right shoulder to your left shoulder when you're when you're staring west at the sunset it sets to the south everywhere south of the equator it sets straight up and down at the equator and sets to the right or to the north north of the equator doesn't matter what time of year doesn't matter where the sun is relative to the observer whether it's north of them or south of them if you're south of the equator the sun sets to the left now i don't think i have to explain why that's impossible on a flat earth but the sun, set, the sun circles counterclockwise here. It could never, say from Africa here or South America, it could never appear to be setting down towards the ice wall. It's impossible. Again, it doesn't matter where the sun is, north or south of you. Then we have things like southern flights, direct flights. Qantas 64, for example, that flies direct from Johannesburg to Sydney. 12-hour flight, that would be the flight path here. I mean, even if you made it a straight line, which it's not because it flies out over the ocean, it's at least double the distance of this flight here, which is American Airlines 52 flight from Miami to Tel Aviv. Yet they're the same distance and flight time. Now, flat earthers will invoke magical, magical uh, air currents that whisk the plane faster one way versus the other, yet they fly the same path there and back. So now you're trying to, now you're going to say that the, the, uh, the air currents have to be flipping over the same point of the earth to try to make the plane fly faster one way or the other. It's, it's absolute nonsense. There's many examples like this where, as you would expect on a globe, it's symmetrical, right? These are at the same latitude, north and south, these two flights. You would expect them to be symmetrical. You would expect them to be the same distance in time. You would expect all that. And that's what happens in reality. Yet flat earthers have to invoke some magic that doesn't exist and they can't prove. Okay. Uh, time? Time check? Yeah, right now you're at five and a half. All right. And last but not least, we're going to look at uh, some earth curve measurements. Okay, Because why look at anything else if you can just actually measure earth's curvature? So we can use things called uh, reciprocal zenith angles, which is this picture here on the right, in which case you have a measuring device here, a theodolite, and a target on the other side. Um, this, will, this is what it would look like on a globe, obviously. This angle here, A and B, would be something more than 90 degrees, and that's what we would expect on a globe. If this was flat, which you'd have to visualize, I don't have a picture for you, but those angles would be 90 degrees. So 
you can do this test over and over again, various locations, test it repeatedly, different weather, different locations, and measure these angles. And they should be 90 degrees on a flat earth. Turns out they are never 90 degrees. They're always over 90 degrees. Okay, and we have this example right here, which is done by surveyor Jesse Kozlowski. And it measured one minute and 12 seconds of angle between the observer and the target over 7,300 feet, okay? Um, I'm sorry, it measured one, one minute, seven seconds. The expected measurement was one minute, 12 seconds, according to the globe math at the current accepted radius of Earth, okay? So he got very close, even considering refraction, which over, it's only just over a mile. Not gonna be much refraction there, but if you include refraction, you're still within that, that uh, margin of error here. Um, and this can be done over and over again. There's a few examples here from Baron Rutledge, who does this all the time live. He's on TikTok. He shows these measurements. He shows him setting it up. He shows everything, right, um, live. So this is um, an excellent way to go through it and actually just measure the curvature of the Earth yourself instead of claiming it's flat. Now, what flat earthers won't do is ever show a measurement of anything being flat. They just try to discredit the globe model which never works, but they try to discredit the globe model, but they'll never actually just go and measure anything. And no laser tests over lake is not measuring something. That's a laser test. That's light. Okay. And nothing was ever measured in those tests. So I would love to see a measurement of flat earth. Here's another one from, uh, let's see. Well, here's some laser test pictures from FE core. I just threw these in here to show why laser tests are inaccurate. You see that bending light there, Laser re lasers refract just like any other light. So that needs to be taken into account, which it never was in the FE core demonstrations. And they show things like this, which they claim proves flat earth, yet they don't show the non distorted image like this on the right, right? And look at these, look at these cranes over here. They look like a funhouse mirror, right? Obviously there's heavy refraction going on there but they'll never show you the clear observation day like this. Um, here's the measurement I skipped. It was the main surveyor. Uh, you can go check out his stuff. It's very good. Here you can say, I just show you that there's a link to the full YouTube video of him doing it, but the result was 180 degrees, 17 uh, minutes. I'm sorry, 17.1 seconds. So this was again over 180 degrees, which proves that there is a tilt between those two objects. Okay. And this can be done repeatedly and consistently, okay? There is no flat earth evidence in conclusion. Thank you. All right. Well, with that, we will kick it an open discussion and we will, we will move into a muted back and forth if we get too much crosstalk because uh, we know this is going to be an exciting one. So if you're hanging out in the live chat, smack that like button like it owes you money uh, because we appreciate it when you guys beat it around. That's really awesome. And a uh, big uh, thanks to all of our mods hanging out in the chat right now. We also really appreciate you guys and your efforts. Uh, so let's get into open discussion. Over to you, Austin. Let's kick it. Okay. Yeah. First of all, it's funny the laser you showed the the lights bending up and actually FE Core counted for the refractive index and knew it was going to be bending up and specifically predicted it based on the index and then observed it. But you guys need to claim that it's bending down and going around the earth, but whatever. I think this is the bigger part to talk about with us. You say there's they never show any measurements. Did you miss the part where like all engineering use plane survey measurements? Would you agree that we we use plane survey measurements as if the earth is flat 
No, I disagree. Go ahead. In fact, Baron Rutledge is a is a surveyor. Uh, he's a land surveyor, and he shows exactly how he's calculating all these things. And he does not use, not assume a flat earth in the calculations. So, so plain, saying saying they're assuming flat earth in these calculations is absolutely nonsense. So plane surveying doesn't treat the earth like it's flat. It actually accounts for curvature. Yeah, the basic formulas account for, for curvature. And okay. even if it even if it didn't, that's still not a measurement of flatness. That's assuming over short distances that something is negligible. Okay, I, I know what you're trying to say, right? But why does geodetic surveying take into account curvature in everything they do, right? Wait, you're diverting away. So first you made the claim that there are no flat earth measurements because it sounds good. You guys always say that, but there specifically are. All engineering uses plane survey and I can read it right here. Quote, plane surveying is a survey in which the earth's surface is assumed to be a plane and curvature of the earth is ignored. Yeah, you're now, reading this is used for a up to talking point off Google. Okay, that's not... And that's not a source. What? This is this is yeah, that's not a source. Civil engineering one... textbook. Oh, really? What is the civil engineering textbook? Because I can pull you up a leveling surveying manual right now okay. that tells differently. All right. So it's a civil engineering textbook, and we're like four sources on here. I'll show it. I'll link it. But this is what's so funny. Sure. This is obvious. Your model claims like, oh, the curvature is so small that it's basically negligible. So when you distances. when you look over long distances and assume that there's curvature, right, by actually cherry picking the data and then accounting for refraction and changing the R value, that is a measurement. But when it's more accurate at shorter distances using the exact same method, that is not a measurement. Is that correct? That's what you just said, right? How is it more accurate at shorter distances? Why, why <laughs> would that be a thing? Because the the accuracy of like a theodolite is much more accurate at shorter distances. This is why when we build things, we build them in small like 100 to 200 feet increments of measurements because it ensures yeah. accuracy. As you increase turbulence, as you increase turbulence of the medium in different types of conditions, right? The longer distance, mm -hmm. you have to account for that more. That's why when they actually build things, they measure it in very small increments. So it's well known and every surveyor will tell you that obviously the shorter increment measurements are the most accurate ones. That's because as you get further away, the curvature becomes more pronounced. No, you just said, why would it be more accurate? What? Yes. So what's your point? So you can see that the shorter measurements are more accurate. Yes. Yeah, shorter, shorter measurements are always more accurate, especially and when why you're do talking you say, about why the would globe. they be more? Why do you say, why would they be more accurate? And please answer the question. Why over longer distances do we use geodetic survey? Oh, because people assume the earth's a sphere. Ah, it's assumptions. So when they build long distance things, we just have to assume things are curving to get them right. Nope. Like long distance tunnels. No. So even when we yes. build bridges, tunnels, all of that, mm. for all engineering, for 100 square miles... Bridges are, bridges are known to be diverting from each other, the towers. So that's a non-point. Again. Are you are you okay? So we use plane I'm survey. Okay. You're making things up. Towers, The towers of the Verrazano Bridge, for example, divert away from each other. Yeah. Measurably. The same yeah. way I just showed you the measurements of, of these theodolites diverting away from each other.
because of tension and the, the amount of di diversion in the bridge is nowhere close to what the curvature of the earth would be the fact you guys still run around saying that the like three millimeters of diversion is earth curvature is pretty funny you guys didn't just go do the math and prove that has nothing to do with earth curvature it's based on the actual structural integrity of the bridge and the tension but you're running away please show me your, I want you to please show me your reference we, on that i want you to acknowledge show me your we, reference on that wait up i want you to acknowledge we absolutely do have flat earth measurements because no, we don't. measure plane survey measures the earth as if it's flat for that's engineering not a flat earth to... measurement that's an no, assumption right. because over certain amount second, of uh, austin just because uh, yeah you, you have had the floor for a little bit here so let's uh let globy have a, a chance here to respond he just interrupted me over a certain distance shorter distances there are assumptions you can make that earth when i'm building a deck i don't need to include the earth's curve measurements it's irrelevant at that distance okay okay but so we, if you were to actually measure it, you could measure it. For example, the the example I just showed you, right? That was 7,000 feet. That was a little over a mile, okay? That measured one minute and seven seconds of arc. Do you know how small that is? Uh, yeah, I understand your I'm not counter. sure you do, Austin. Yeah, but you are. You wouldn't need to account for one minute and seven seconds of arc when you're building a deck at your house or a building. That's what you say, but what over ten what miles, what, over ten miles, well. over well. ten miles. Obviously, it's going to be important. Certainly, when it's a hundred square miles, which means ten miles in each direction mm -hmm. from where you're starting. So that would be significant feet of curvature drop that you sure. completely neglect in reality, according to all plane survey and engineering documents, textbooks, and even government government documents talking about engineering. This is basic stuff. So all engineering up to 100 square miles, completely neglects the notion that the Earth is curving and uses plane survey, that would be flat Earth measurements if you're claiming that you can use the same instrument way further outside of the accuracy range and then somehow that's a curved Earth measurement, right? Why so is, stop why saying that. The, why is it outside of the accuracy range? What are you talking about? We just covered that it's way more accurate at shorter distance and you conceded to that, right? Depends on what you're measuring. This theodolite in this observation here was a, was a T2 Hernberg and it's accurate up to 20 miles. Wait, wait, wait. Did you or did you not agree that shorter measurements are more accurate? You're just conflating the issue now. This theodolite what? is accurate up to 20 miles. Okay. That's okay. This so, is what's a this is what's a fact, right? Say with your reciprocal zenith angle, since you obviously won't concede that we do have flat Earth measurements objectively because we have you don't all geodetic surveying. What it does is it takes the plane survey data and it stitches it together to get the distances in the first place, and then they look out over distances and make separate measurements, assuming the Earth's a cur a curved surface, right? And then they apply a curvature to it. This is a fact. The way we have distances is plane survey measurements. We don't measure distances with geodetic surveying. We Austin, actually we use the plane survey data, we stitch it together, and then you guys go out there and use geodetic surveying, right? Assuming it's a sphere. And then what you have to do is cherry pick the data, use a weighted mean within a certain threshold of a predetermined window. Then you weight the mean, you assume a refraction value. The guy you invoked, Jesse Kowalski or whatever his name is, I debated him and he admitted to me that if he didn't cherry pick the data, his R value would have been way too big. I guarantee he didn't admit anything of the sort to you. But anyway, you literally um, did. Can you explain to me how we measure these things over these distances? 
and why why are we measuring these these drops over these distances? Okay, sure. And so, why do they match? Why do they match the curve of the Earth? They don't. So this is what's also very funny about it. So when you actually look into reciprocal zenith angles, they almost never match the actual claimed divergence of the globe. And really? if you're if they're on a small distance, right, it's barely any. And then they claim that refraction messes with it. And I've heard people try to say that refraction doesn't, but I have the actual the Journal of Geophysical Research right here, 2010, talking about how the vertical temperature gradients between 0.5 and 0.1 km during the day and 1 to 2 km shortly after sunset, that it reduces the variability of K to the range of negative 2 to positive 5. Our results show that frequently used Gaussian refraction coefficient of plus 0.13 is not suited for describing refraction effects in the lower atmosphere. That specifically, the reciprocal zenith angles are affected by refraction. Of course, you're hijacking optics, and it doesn't actually match the globe. You have to add refraction and say, well, it's close enough. This is the globe Earth still, man. And then I'll let you go. It is, well, yeah, but it shouldn't be diverging at all. Sure, it doesn't actually match the globe exactly, but it shouldn't be diverging at all. So, so you agree it doesn't actually match the globe, right? Like you have to doctor it and take weighted means. and. I agree. You're telling me what I agree on. I'm asking. Sorry, I'm just eating some uh, word salad here. Um, Name one thing I said that was word salad. Can you define <laughs> word salad? When you just say random words that don't mean anything because you're reading them on the screen and don't understand what you're saying. Can you, oh, you just made up a new definition of word salad? So can yeah. you, what specifically did it's I say that was word words and put them all together and make them sound like something. But word salad's incoherent rambling that doesn't have any meaning. Yeah. Can you explain what you just said then in simple yeah. terms for all of us? Yeah, yeah, I did already. There's refraction. No, you didn't. You read off a pit. You read off your screen. Can you explain? There's it both. Saying? No, I explained it. There's both vertical and lateral refraction that happens in the atmosphere, admittedly, right? Even mm -hmm. accounting, you have to account for these in your reciprocal zenith angles. Sure. I talked to Jesse specifically about the measurements you're invoking. I debated him mm -hmm. about them. He admitted mm -hmm. that you have to account for refraction. He said that when you account for refraction and you take a predetermined window, so any measurement that falls outside of that, you don't count them. Then you add a weighted mean to what you do take the measurements down as. So you're cherry picking. You're already cherry picking just the window you presuppose the globe would predict. Then you're going to cut a weighted mean. So the closest to the globe prediction gets the highest weight, right? The most weight to get your average. Then you account for refraction. And he said, if you get within like 80, 85%, it's considered a success. I asked him then, what would happen if you didn't throw out the other measurements. He said, oh, the radius value you would get would be way too big. So that is objectively what they do, right? So that's just begging the question, reifying the globe model, many other things. It's cherry picking. So if they get within 88% of the accuracy that they expected, they accept it. That's what you're saying? They have to fluctuate it by 15 to 20% on average after mm -hmm. throwing out most of the measurements and then they get within 85%. Oh, they throw out most of the measurements. That's weird because he showed all of his measurements. No, he specifically explains that he writes down the ones within his predetermined window and assumes error or extreme conditions if it falls outside that window. That's just what they do, man. That's it. There's no need to come on here and lie like this. It's really, that's, that's all you got really is just to claim I'm lying. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you're claiming you're claiming what you're claiming is all land surveyors are taking measurements and then most of them are flat and some of them don't make sense and they just throw everything out and go, yeah, I like these three. These three work. I'm going to use those. No, let me help you out here, man. Earth's they, a globe. They, they assume the Earth's a globe. They don't 
don't think they're doing anything other than trying to go out and make more accurate measurements of the globe they think they live on. We have a predicted range of where the measurement should be if we are on a globe, right? We have a predicted value for standard refraction. We go out there, we make our measurements, and then sometimes they fall outside of that predetermined window. It's called a tolerance. They just assume, they throw those out and assume there's some type of either user error or extreme conditions because we know that based on the globe and standard conditions, it has to fit within this window, okay? So they cherry pick that specific portion. And he told me if he didn't do that, the R value would be way too big. He, he point blank you know explained that. You know, it's weird though. I've watched land surveyors do it live on TikTok. <laughs> Baron does it live on TikTok. And guess what he's never done? Thrown out observations like you're talking about. Really? So he went out there and made a measurement live on TikTok and it immediately matched the globe. That's your claim. Yeah. Really? What was the refraction he accounted for? Standard atmospheric refraction. So standard atmosphere. A few thousand feet. Yeah. That, so you see the point though, is that a few thousand feet, it's not much divergence. Yeah, Make sure that the audience understands it. Make sure the audience knows what we're talking about. If you're on a globe that's 25,000 miles in circumference, right? And then you drop a plumb line, which is just a vertical plumb bob on the earth, right? On a flat earth, it's perpendicular to the plane earth. On the globe earth, you can treat it like it's perpendicular to the plane earth, but it's just a tangent and it's down relative to the center of mass. So as you increase distance away, they'll start diverging out on a globe. Mm -hmm. At 2,000 feet, that's basically nothing. That means it would basically diverge out like nothing. Like nothing? Right? Like what's the measurement on nothing? It's just an incredibly small amount. It's an, but but you know the you know what we're talking about here, right? So what what's the amount? Incredibly small. Okay, incredibly small. Okay, so it's so it's small you can't sense. measure it, is what you're saying. No, 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 common no, no. Sense. You you could attempt to measure it, but it's known that refraction is so much stronger of a variable with, within that that person. That's a fact. Within I a just thousand I had, feet within two thousand feet refraction is not is almost negligible. No, it's not, dude. Yes, it's it is. Okay, so I guess that this Journal of if Geophysics go, go is to Walter Bislin's calculator and put in seventy three hundred feet and put in standard atmospheric refraction and see what it gives you. The Journal of Geophysics is wrong. So this is the truth of of reciprocal zenith angle measurements is that they mm -hmm. don't ever actually match exactly what the globe predicts. When you make that small measurement, it's very small amounts, and it's always it's never going to be exactly what the globe predicts, even though it's a very small amount. Nothing's going to be exact. Okay, not, but that's okay. not a fair requirement. No. Okay, cool. Now here's the, here's the main problem here. This is what you should be saying, but on a flat earth, they shouldn't diverge at all. If to make the claim that they match the globe, that's not true. You have to, you have to cherry pick the data and then weighted mean it based on the presupposed R value. That's how you get your weight that you apply to the measurements. Then you use refraction. You move it around by assuming this is where it should be. This is how far off it is. There must be this much refraction. That's how Austin, it works. How come no nobody with a measurement device has gone out and measured this to be flat? Well, we just talked about how everyone in the world has actually gone out to measure no, the Earth. I, to I be didn't flat. ask you about assumptions. Okay, I'm not talking about surveying assumptions. Why right. didn't anybody take a device and go measure over a certain distance and say, "Yep, here's some flat Earth evidence." We have done that because we know the plane Fair. survey. We know the plane survey method works. No, no, because no, no, we no, use no, it for not what all I'm distances. Asking. You know, you know that's not what I'm asking, Austin. But you agree it works. I agree. You can assume things are flat over short distances and 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 still build something accurately. And your measurements what work. I asked. Awesome. And that's you need them. To, you need them for distances. Everybody knows that's not what I asked, Austin. Why has it never been measured? It literally has. Though. Why haven't you gone and rented a theodolite, gone and done a measurement, 
and prove the earth is flat once and for all? Why have you not done it? Because it's done every day. No, it's not. I, you're talking about assumptions. No, you're assuming that if you increase the distance and assume it's a globe, that, that somehow proves that it is. But it doesn't. You claim that it's because I can build my deck and not take into account the Earth's curvature. The Earth is flat. Uh, well, That's what nonsense. I'm saying is if, you if there's itch, 66 feet of curvature mm -hmm. in all directions and you just completely neglect it and are able to build canals and runways and bridges and railways, that would be positive evidence towards flat Earth. To say that there's no measurements of flat Earth is ridiculous. Now, what actually happens at, Where what happens at greater distances, you hijack perspective. You hijack the way that we see and you claim it's the Earth curving. And even though it almost never matches the actual globe, you claim it all matches it because you go all to right. your little website and move a slider around to make it match. And you act like it's scientific or something. Okay, so there's no actual measurements of flat Earth. That's all I want you to, to admit. And it seems you've admitted it. All, all plane survey measurements ever for all engineering ever. That's not a measurement. Plane survey measurements isn't a measurement. You take a measurement. They, they, it's not a measurement of flat Earth. You take a measurement and you assume it's flat. No, And, and then it's, it's Even accurate. if they're doing that, that's not a measurement of flat Earth. I then want it's to see accurate. some data. How come there's no data about measurements of flat Earth anywhere? No, then the measurements are accurate. You go out and assume a globe Earth and make geodetic measurements. To even do geodetic surveying, you have to use spherical trig, bro. What are you talking about? Th oh, if you assume it, it doesn't count. Oh, so this is actually a wash. In fact, it's worse for you because you're making... Because you actually have to assume the Earth is flat to build things. And then what your side does <laughs> is takes all that data of flat Earth, stitches it together, and then says, I promise it's not flat anymore. That's a fact. Awesome. It's just a fact. If, Earth, if, if Earth's a globe and you're going to build a, a long bridge, uh, so for the towers, for example, right? Wouldn't they just need to be plumbed to the Earth at both locations? Well, yes. In reality, they would be reality, parallel. That's what right. you're saying. Well, yeah, they it, no, you would build them plumb to a location. If Earth's flat, they would be parallel. If Earth's not flat, they would be diverging sure. a small bit, right? Yeah. Okay. So and we they, do that. And when That's they what do, do diverge, you say, nah, uh. No, I'm saying that you claim diverging. that you claim they diverge, but you don't account for perspective at all. Uh, perspective. How does perspective make things diverge? Okay. Two towers of a bridge. Okay. So now you're you're diverting away. So you're saying you may you resemble... diverted. You brought up perspective, not me. No, no. I you're looking through optics to make your supposed measurements. How is bringing up how you see diverting away? So when you make measurements, perspective changes the calculation. Perspective and refraction are automatically mm. included in what we're perspective seeing. Perspective changes calculations within things like theodolites. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying you have to actually account for perspective. That's right. And the atmosphere. And, and, and this was so funny. Did you understand the part of my presentation where if you oh, take God. the angular resolution limit of the eye and you reverse engineer it, you get the exact radius value of the globe? I saw you say that, and I'd love for you to run through that math for me. Okay. And then you're going to concede. And then you're going to concede. I'm going to concede. Yeah. I'm gonna, what, what am I going to concede? That if you, let's, take let's the actual, if you take the angular resolution limit of the eye, mm -hmm. right, that you can get the radius value of the earth to the exact decimal place. Sure. Well, I want to see what you're talking about because it doesn't even make okay. sense. Okay, but whenever I show you, you're going to say it's just a coincidence? 
Well, I'm pulling to, it up. You, I don't yeah, know what you're welcome say. to do screen shares. We haven't done too many tonight, and uh, I, I've gotten used to doing an obscene amount lately. So uh, if you want to do some screen shares and uh, have your references available, that's cool. Uh, I've managed to make it so we can see our speakers on screen, so that's really cool. Speaking of our speakers, I will let everybody know that if you're watching this on podcast, our speakers are going to be linked in the description and on our YouTube description. Uh, so check them out there if you enjoy what you're hearing from uh, Globy or Witsit. And uh, Witsit's got his share ready there. Smack around that like button, everybody. Go ahead, Austin. All right. I'm on the wrong screen, so I'm going to clip. Let me come over here. All right. The angular resolution limit of the human eye is about one arc minute, or approximately between 0.02 and 0.03 degrees. Optical information loss occurs when the angular size of an object is smaller than the angular resolution. This angle at 0.0217062 degrees and an assumed light wavelength of 666 nanometers, you can, you can derive the radius of the Earth. If you look here, the horizon gain for a six-foot observer across that amount of degrees was inverted as height information loss across the same angle. And the two angles were used to construct a sphere or globe with a tilt angle of 0.04341244 degrees, which is just the first amount doubled, right? So then what you would get, this angle represents the six-foot drop from a six-foot observer across the average horizon distance of 2.9 miles. The depiction here is the easiest way to understand it. Either A, we're losing information in the distance because the angle of view in relation to the tangent is actually falling below the resolution limit. So you lose resolvable information or it's doing that at the same exact distance because the earth is a ball. So what a coincidence that the angular resolution limit of the eye that tells us that we'll lose resolvable information, right? Can be used that same ratio will give you if converted to assumed spherical physical obstruction will give you 3,958.8 miles. I'm sorry, so, did you have something in here that showed us what the calculation of the radius from the angular resolution is? Yeah, sure. Here you go right here. <laughs> so if if you look at you, we just covered the angles, right? You got the angular resolution limit of the eye, right? Okay. So if you look at the formula here, you have quote unquote, the way that you would get the radius of the earth, you assume that the information loss is actually because of a physical obstruction as opposed to resolution. So you would just make that assumption. You would say, for example, you'd go out onto the ocean and say, look, the boats disappear at three miles for a six foot observer. A, it's because the boat's getting down below the eye's resolvability or B, because the earth's a ball and it disappears around three miles. Okay. If you assume it's the latter, and it's because the earth is going behind the curve of the earth, then you would take the radius of the earth and you can uh, take distance divided by the tangent times twice the angle, the theta, the viewing angle. Right. And so when you do that, then you now get two theta, which is 0 0.0217062 times two. So you get 0 0.43412. The distance equals the distance to the horizon, which is 2.999547. These are the values that come from the eye, the human eye. And then when you wait, wait up, it's so wild to me. I think it's wild. So when you actually take those values and you plug it into that formula, which is right here, again, radius of the earth equals distance divided by tangent times twice How theta. Get that formula? What? Right here? No, I didn't ask where it came from. How did you get it? We just covered how we got it. We just covered how we got it. We, we did, though. So, no, we so didn't. the actual, the angular resolution limit of the eye, right? Uh, no, I didn't ask you what the angular resolution is of the eye. How did that, how was that formula derived? Because what that shows you is that the information, meaning the visible light, the information is going to start to fall below resolvability at a certain distance based on a certain height. 
That's what the angle does, because data, the viewing angle relative to the information, the distance of the eye shows you when the information is going to fall below the resolution angle. It's actually based on propagation and reception angles of what you're viewing with billions of points of light or whatever. Nevertheless, if you assume, okay, well, actually the curve of the earth is blocking something. So it's a physical obstruction that causes the loss of information. You can take that same relationship, flip it around. And coincidentally, if you do that, if you do that, then you will actually get a radius value of 3,958.807867-4061 miles. Now go Google the exact radius of the earth. And what's going to tell you is 3,958.8. So now this could just be a coincidence, but let's Maybe use it's our a brain. Maybe it's let's a coincidence. Our... Maybe. I knew you... Okay. It's a coincidence. Coincidence theorist, but let's use our brain for a second. Now people back in the day, they didn't have very good optics, right? So they went out there, I'm going to stop sharing. They went out into, say, look at the boat or whatever, right? And then it disappeared. They're like, man, why does the boat keep disappearing? If they were trying to think about if the earth was a sphere, they'd be like, the boat's going behind the curve of the earth, reasonably, right? So they'd be like, well, this it, it pretty consistently disappears around this distance. If you assume it's going behind the curve of the earth, then you would get that value because if if it was your eyes, right, it would continuously fall below resolvability at that distance, right? And so you'd be like, oh, but you would think that's because of the curve of the earth. Now, what has happened since then is we pulled out binoculars and telescopes and cameras, and you can bring the boat back. Objectively, I've done it hundreds of times. You haven't what, done that ever. I absolutely have done that. If you go out and everyone can do this at home. You, you've brought it back in past the optical. Uh, the, yes, the, yes. With yes. my I, Just one second, there, Austin, uh, just because you've had the floor for a little bit here. We'll uh, let just uh, right. a second for Globy to respond here to some of what you uh, shared there in your screen share. And uh, let's carry Fair on. Fair enough. So the angular resolution of, of your eye or the optics that you have with your camera the object could disappear before it's over the horizon. It's just too small to see. That's literally what zoom is, right? It increases everything. Mm -hmm. So you can see it. Yeah. All flat earthers have ever done is zoom back in a boat past that, that limit of the optics of the camera and to go, look, we're bringing it back in over the horizon. What you've never done is start with a boat or a ship that's half hidden or what, however much hidden by supposed curvature that we're saying is curvature, and bring that back in. You've never done it. You've never done it with the sun either. That's also, that's what you're claiming. Don't divert to the sun. So what we, we have, you have to follow the actual argument you're trying to divert with your talking point. But when you go out and you see the boat disappear, this is just a fact, okay? If you go out and you look with your naked eyes, it'll look like mm -hmm. the boat disappeared behind the water. And if you pull out a camera, you will see that boat again, okay? So that Show means it. any that means when Aristotle, supposedly in 350 BC, said he looked at a boat and it went behind the curve of the Earth, and he didn't even have a telescope, he had no idea what he was talking about. If he had pulled a camera, he would have saw the boat again. Now, coincidentally, the very distance that it would fall below the resolvability of an average height of a man, six foot observer, that's where the radius value comes from. Do you think it's just mm -hmm. a coincidence? No, see, this is what I think. So um, what he would have seen if the boat was just too far away to see is a boat getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it disappeared because you can't resolve it anymore. Not a boat disappearing bottom up as it gets further away. Now, what I asked you before is where that formula come from, came from, and you couldn't answer that question. Where does what come from? That formula. The, I just told you where the formula comes no, from. No, it's based on you, the observer. It, you described what you think the formula means. I asked Rayleigh, you where the formula Rayleigh's comes criteria. From. Rayleigh's criteria. So, yeah. so show us. 
I just did. So, so look, if you, we even just covered that, because I want to get into how you're wrong. Let, about let's not cover stuff. it again, I guess. I just showed the whole audience. It's simple. It's like the angular resolution limit of the eye, Rayleigh's criteria. So you take the observer's height, and that's going to give you a viewing angle to whatever you're seeing mm -hmm. in the distance. And you're able to determine when you're going to have information loss. Coincidentally, what the human eye is, right? The naked eye observer is going to see coincidentally right where the globe predicts it'll start blocking things in the distance you keep saying your that, answer should be what i'm asking your answer needs to be that's just a coincidence and then okay I say it's a coincidence i said you did say um, it was a coincidence i think you believe something you read without actually vetting it and I think rayleigh's criteria the angular resolution rayleigh's limit criteria of, are you denying the angular resolution limit of the he eye applied it to the formula for the radius of earth okay I, with a lot of assumptions and you just I, believed it Oh, you're not following, man. So what I'm saying is if you if you if you went into that situation and you mm -hmm. assumed that the earth was blocking things in the distance because it is a globe, right? If you mm -hmm. made that assumption, you could then take that same distance and viewing angle, right? And assuming an R value, you would get the exact same R value the globe claims. So it has to say it's just a coincidence that okay. the where the like a six foot observer, you have a horizon at three miles on a globe. That's coincidentally exactly where you would start to lose resolvable information based on the naked eye on a flat earth. And this would happen on a flat earth or a globe earth, right? We all have eyes. We all have human eyes. So now it would require, okay. And that means when you bring out different optics with more zoom, you'd be able to see further. And of course that's what happens in so reality. Let's, let's see some examples of that. We got some examples of that happening. Of us pulling out optics and seeing far further than the naked eye. Bringing a ship back from over the horizon. So okay, simple. So Such a simple claim everybody makes. I'd love to see one finally. Yeah. So I can't show you a video of my naked eyes, but obviously everyone knows that if you go out, it'll look like the, I mean, I went and tested this claim. You should so, do that. Oh, she's if you've saying been, just if, with if, your eyes, not with cameras. Right. So I, we all agree that at one point, based on the conditions of that day, the boat's going to get to where you can't bring it back anymore. But you Everyone said optics brings that. it back. You said modern optics bring them back. That's what I'm no, talking I about. Said, I said that optics is going to bring it back past the angular resolution limit of the mm -hmm. eye. Right. right? And, and on certain days, you're going to see the boat from way further away. And you so, guys will claim that it's refracted up. Well, right? so why has a camera never brought a ship back from over the horizon? Because it's it's into the vanishing point, bro. You into lose resolve. Point. You can lose. Yeah. You, you can lose resolvable information. So when the, when the camera zoomed out and then you zoom in, you do see the boat again, right? But once you zoom all the way into the maximum zoom of the camera and then the boat disappears, obviously you can't bring it back again. And this is also going to be based on attenuation. It's going to be based on attenuation. And the globe model claims they don't even account for attenuation and refraction, which is insane. It's absolutely insane. Austin, Austin, need to Are you, you following need, me? You need to you need to reel it in. You need to reel it in. Your claim is you can use falling. optics to bring a ship back from over the horizon. Why has that never been done? Simple answer. That's all I'm looking I, for. I said it has been done unless it's okay, already. So then prove it. Unless it's already beyond the actual vanishing point at the time. I say anything about beyond vanishing points, okay? A tanker ship, a tanker ship where half the ship's missing. Why has that never been zoomed back in and brought back into to view? Um, Are you saying coincidentally everything that's over the horizon is past the? The convergence point of that's what the horizon that's what you're is. Saying. Oh, okay. So that's what the horizon is. Come on, so man. Your claim you, is that you can bring them back into into view with zooming them in. I'm not going to repeat my it. claim. The audience heard me say that with yeah. the human eye, it'll look like it disappears. You can pull out cameras. So if I pull out binoculars, pull out cameras. Check check, 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 the, check this out. Say I use my human eyes, and then the boat disappears. Mm -hmm. Then I pull out binoculars, and I can see the boat again. Then the boat disappears. 
if I pull out a camera, I can see it again. So as I increase optics, I can see further. Eventually, you can't see any further. At what point in those scenarios was was the object ever half hidden? Because I agree with you. You can wait till a boat gets so far away that you just can't see it anymore because it's a small boat Mm -hmm. and it just disappears. You just can't resolve it anymore. And you could zoom it back in. I agree. But it's Mm -hmm. never been done with a ship half over the horizon being zoomed back in ever, ever. Is it? This isn't true either, though, because now with the, okay, so this is the problem. You would actually have to be able to like record your human eyes or maybe like record binoculars. That would be a good idea or just different optics of cameras. That's how you would have to do it. But more importantly, and you can zoom it in. This is the thing, right? There's a few things with things disappearing bottom up over the water. For one, obviously everyone understands the concept of like, if I hold my thumb up right in front of my face, I can block a building, right? Just because of the relative angles. So like mm-hmm. if there's any waves in the water, even a small wave close to you in the foreground can block out entire 20 story buildings, right? Now, I'm not saying that's the only thing that does it. I'm just saying that's obviously relevant in over the water things. You guys never even discussed that. You can just block out a building with your thumb and prove it's a very simple concept. And then we also have the re- reception and propagation angle coming from that object is the smallest in relation to like the eye level at the bottom of the object. So if you account for Rayleigh's criteria, the theta, the viewing angle is smallest at the bottom of the object. So it falls below the resolution angle first or the resolution limit. And then you have attenuation being the greatest at the bottom of the atmos. So the, you would have to see things disappear from the bottom up on a flat earth. Oh, more fella. <laughs> what happened? Oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we're uh, we're looking at your screen. I had a I had a feeling. I was like, did we lose audio for a second there? We all just went silent. Oh, sorry. I said I I said, can I share my screen? But no, you didn't hear me. Oh no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, your screen is sharing now. So sorry. Uh, you're good to go. This is what like a 300 foot wind turbine, and you're gonna claim a wave is blocking half of it. Uh, I, I said many things. Or the optical. Yeah, you did say many things. None of them apply. <laughs> really? Can you still man what I said? I stopped listening because I was starving from all the. Yeah. And I don't want to say the word salad. See, that's what I'm saying. You guys can never actually still man the arguments. It's pretty ridiculous. But the ground, the water is going to mm-hmm. appear to ramp up in the distance. Sure. Right. You obviously have things mm-hmm. in the foreground that are going to appear to block out things taller than that in the distance. You have attenuation rate being the greatest at the bottom. And you have the viewing angle of the actual points of light or information coming from, say, the wind turbines in relation to that vanishing point being the shortest at the bottom, the smallest angle at the bottom. So we would have to see them disappear bottom up. And of course, if you, here's a video of a boat. When you zoom out of it, you can see as you start zooming out, the bottom of the boat disappears first as you start zooming out of the boat. So the fact you guys still deny this is wild to me. You want me to show you? It doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Then let me just show you. And everything you just said was an immense excuse as to why these things are being blocked. Because there's no reason why the angular resolution at the bottom of the thing should be less than the top. What? It's because there are, do you think that like, if say there's a boat, do you think it's just one point of light? Or do you think it's like millions of different little points of light? It's the whole thing. No, it's not. It's millions of different little points of light. So that's what I'm saying. You you guys don't even understand. It's the whole boat is giving off light. And as it goes away, it's compressing into the distance. What? There's millions of little points of light. So there's a different angle to the bottom of the boat than the top of the boat. Right. 
a different angle. Yeah, well, you're six feet off the ground. So there's going to be a slight angle change to the bottom of the boat versus the top of the boat. Okay. And it's that's very gonna be minuscule. It doesn't matter. It's that it's going to be smaller at the bottom in relation to the horizon, right? Now the horizon is where the ground appears to meet the sky. So the angle, the viewing angle is going to be smaller in relation to that horizon mm. at the bottom of the boat. It's going to fall below res resolution first, meaning it's going to fade into the vanishing point first. It's just a fact. It's, it's, it's on a globe a earth. This also has to be true. It's not a fact, Austin. Okay, okay. on a globe earth, it also has to be true. No, no so it doesn't. We, absolutely, does it but we be beat this into the ground. We beat this into the ground. So like, do you have any, now this is my opinion. This is how I actually look at this, okay? Um, people always say like, no evidence for flat earth, right? And like you said that, and people always say, that. and why do you talk about relativity? Because people are scared to have that conversation whenever, but don't you agree that like on a base level, we experience the earth, right? As if it's stationary, and as if it's a plane, as if the horizon's horizontal, right? And the, the globe earth model says that, well, it's moving, but like it's relative motion is so small that you wouldn't be able to tell, right? And that the yeah. earth is so big that you wouldn't be able to tell it's curving. So that yeah. means on its face, using Occam's razor, that which requires least amount of assumptions, the earth's a stationary plane until proven otherwise. So the globe earth has the burden of proof. And I've never, like, there is no proof. We falsified the globe. So, like, for example, can As you, you prove up in that altitude, you can see curvature. No, no. But can, wait, can you prove that the Earth is moving? Rotating, yeah. How so? First off, trust your first point. You said you can't see the horizon's horizontal. It is not. As you go up, you can clearly see more and more curve as you go up. That's what you guys claim, but we... Only when we send up lenses oh, that are actually more level, we see that it's flat, 120,000 feet up. A balloon with a concave horizon because you're using fish eyes. It goes, yeah, it bends every which way. And it's not just fish eye, rectilinear lenses. I've actually offered each glober that says this money. See if anyone's going to yeah. take the bet. Sure. So $1,000 bet that with a rectilinear lens, you can, it still imposes curvature on the image. Anyone want to take the $1,000 bet? Rectilinear lens very, still distorts very, and imposes curvature small. on the image. Very, very, very small. That's the oh, point. Oh, so it does. It does. And then it's gonna it's gonna increase based on angle of view. And Don't certainly act. if you compress an image like this guy did with his little balloon, but I just want to point out that like you think we're spinning, tilted, wobbling, flying through space, and you don't have any proof of that. Like, can you explain why you believe you're, it? You're changing the subject. Because we've on. talked about this for the whole time. We have not talked about Earth the, the curvature of Earth as seen from high altitudes at all. Oh, okay, yeah. Whatever. All right. So have you seen uh, Kip Dugardas's 300-foot rocket launch? I wouldn't. No, I don't know. Used a rectilinear lens, showed the lens, everything. Uncut footage all the way up to 300,000 feet. Was there curvature like 10,000 feet up? He only went, yeah, there's not 10,000. I don't know. You got to watch the video. I know. I haven't seen it, my brother, right? But uh, rectilinear lens, lenses do impose curvature. But this is, there's a few not, things that- But it's curved perfectly. The same rate of curvature when it's low in the screen, middle screen, top of the screen, doesn't matter where it's showing the horizon. It's the same rate of curvature. No, it's and not. I've, I've matched it to, yeah, I've matched it to Walter Bislin's earth curve expectations at those yeah. altitudes. Well, you have the first video that's super legit, I guess. If you want to send it to me, then I'll check it out. But We can watch I, it right now. Okay, I don't know because I don't want to just watch some long video. You think I'm scared of your video of a rocket? Bro? I just want to hear you say nah -uh to the video. I already that's said rectilinear lenses 
impose curvature based on their angle. If that camera is tilted down at all, it's going to impose a curvature rate proportionate to increase in altitude because it changes your angle of view. But These what are if the basic curvature rate things. Is, but what if the curvature rate is the same throughout the whole video? Then what? What? How, how does that change anything? Because it's not the camera making a flat horizon curve. So then the camera is not imposing okay. any curvature. Do, do you know? Do you know how? Do you know what happens to the center of? of the frame of a, it, of a it can it still can first of all how did you know that on the camera on the rocket was perfectly level since we couldn't use the drone doesn't have to be level it's, oh it's curved every every angle it shows it's curved now oh, your example of the drone that requires the drone to be level otherwise you don't know whether the horizon's rising with your eye or not you, that that camera could easily be pointing down a little bit as it goes up so if you're trying at, to, at what trying, altitude do we see the curvature in this video? Oh, we can watch it together. You don't know though. So just to clarify, like we're never going to get to actual, we're not going to get to the motion. I mean, we can stick to, we can stick to you claiming that you see it. We can debunk we can, that too. Listen, listen, motion doesn't prove the shape of the earth. I know That's you right. love to talk about that because you think it invalidates something, but literally you can measure the curve of earth and you can go up and see the curve. Of, We've already of debunked all everything you've said so far. You have. That's interesting. Yes. But like you say, I love to talk about that, but no, you believe it. You believe that you're tilted, wobbling, spinning, revolving around the sun. That's a belief that you have, but you don't even so why understand don't you want to go it. See, why don't you want to go see the earth curvature right now? Why don't you want to go see it? What, what do you mean? Why wouldn't I want to go see it? We can go watch it right now. You want to go see it? I said I didn't care if you pulled the video up a long it's time ago. It's only been an hour. We got plenty of time. Just to admit time. that you are clearly scared of the motion argument, though. Just admit that you can't really, you don't know much about it, and you just believe it. Uh, no, you I'm not scared of anything. If you'd like, sorry. Um, the topic of the debate is flat versus globe. Not well, ma is it, well, actually, is is, the, is the globe true? Is the globe true? That's what it is. And it's not. It's flat it is what versus it is. globe. Hey, if the surface of the Earth isn't curving us, anywhere. One of what us can it? show one of us can show measurements and video of Earth curvature and measurements of it, and one of us can't. No, but you but we debunked all your claims. You've been wrong about basic flat Earth 101 things. You don't even understand angular resolution limit or Rayleigh criteria or relative viewing angles. You thought that the no, boat was one the Riley, singular you viewing angle. The Rayleigh criteria was the formula you were showing, and it was not. And I clearly asked you three times to to derive that formula that you were claiming you understood, and you couldn't do it. I literally showed it three times. No, you and didn't. like I guess this is what this is what Glover's devolved to is just like thinking if they recharacterize and revise what happened confidently enough, everyone in the audience will be like, "Yeah, that's totally what happened." We, we I guess. All I you, we all saw it's you. It's recorded, avoid the my brother. So. It's recorded. Yeah, it is recorded. Okay, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about how you can't actually verify motion after this. Sure. That's what's up. Because I know you love it and, and it has nothing yeah, to do Yeah, because I know that you don't know Earth, about it. But... No, we, okay, I've already debunked the globe. I said specular reflections are impossible with convexity concavity because <laughs> it would cause a diffuse reflection. You duck that. Long distance, like line of sight, radio waves and microwaves. You just start making up stories. We said that plane survey measurements are required to build anything in reality. There's all kinds of physical empirical measurements. You showed a laser bending up and your model claims that it has to be bending down. You thought it was some oh, type doesn't. of refutation when they accounted for that with refractive index. Depends Everything you've said so far conditions. has been wrong, my guy. Uh -huh. TikTok, TikTok's a little bit of a different world, you know? You Is can it? pick out some random people that don't know what you're talking about. I'm still about. waiting for a measurement of flat Earth that you didn't provide. Except or all an explanation survey, of the formula that you didn't derive. All plane survey measurements ever. And you claiming plane surveying somehow disproves a globe. 
No, you asked for physics. That's my favorite. You asked for measurements of a flat earth. Yeah, show me a measurement of flat earth. You still haven't done it. <laughs> you just claim surveying. All plane survey measurements ever. I wanted to that's get into your- That's not a measurement. What? Nobody look, look, here believes hey, that that's a measurement. Globe face, will you play this hurry up? Because I want to get through your list of misinformation. Sure. And your presentation. I don't think you do, but- I absolutely do. So here's the camera he used. Yeah, we'll make ourselves small for now. I know you say it doesn't matter if it's rectilinear because it just makes everything flat a globe, but- What? No, it's just a fact. It imposes curvature. Glovers lie about it. Not through center frame. It doesn't, does it? Yeah, do you, I'm offering money to bet on it. Nothing through center frame. Doesn't matter what the lens is. Nothing through center frame distorts. Well, it depends on the actual specific viewing angle. Doesn't matter what the angle is. As long as it the does, object you're looking at is center frame. You want to bet? Yeah. Okay. The thing, you if the thing you're looking at is the thing you're measuring, if it's center frame, there's no distortion. So if I compress it, it'll angle. be it'll be completely straight, right? You compress what? The picture? Why would it picture be picture of like a table in the middle of frame? If I compress it, it'll be completely flat. Yeah. No, it won't. And so do you want to bet on it? With a rectilinear lens. No, it won't. Okay. Pay attention. No, that goes against your guys' script, and so you have to just deny it. But I mean that's that's why flat earthers exist. Because they find out that what I just said is exactly. just a fact, and for some reason you guys have to deny it. It's not a fact. Nuh-uh. Literally, if you have a straight line, if you have a curved line through center frame of a fisheye, it's going to look just as curved as it is in reality. That's a fact of how uh, wide-angle lenses work. Oh, it doesn't look very curved right there. Wait a minute. So as it's going up and down, you can claim that the relative locations look like a curve. I just saw where it looked flat where it slowed down. That's cool. You want to wait till it stops spinning? That's hilarious. Because I don't think we want to look at while it's spinning, right? But how is it? I mean, how does it ever look like it's flat, though? I thought you said it never looks like it's flat. It I just watched flat it look flat. Either. I just watched it look flat. Okay, well, I'll fast forward to when it stops spinning, okay? So we can stop looking at the spinning distortion being created. This is, uh, I don't know, 200,000 feet. 250. It's always when it starts going down that it looks like it's... Wait, do you think that's how much the Earth curves at 250,000 feet? Run it back. Run it back. Don't get scared now. You brought it up. Oh. oh. What happened? You ran away. Did I? It looks like I, I'm still here. I don't think you actually did. Just run it back. We just saw like the said, smallest uh, globe in the in the history of mankind. Said the Zoom crashed unexpectedly. I don't know, maybe because I'm sharing. I was trolling you, man. That's all right. Of course, the second that I take look at this. So look at the rate the Earth has to be curving if that's mm -hmm. the ball Earth at two hundred fifty thousand yeah. feet. Mm -hmm. You think that was like accurate depiction of curvature of a globe? Yes. Okay. So, so can you show me the math? Show me the math. Sure. Yeah, because according to the math, you would not see nearly that much curvature. We have it all like mapped out in Blender and everything. You wouldn't nearly see that much curvature? Where it curves all the way around, you basically see the whole ball in that that frame, bro. As you keep going down, you see no, the you whole don't. ball Earth. Barely, it's barely curving. Watch it, watch it. Don't run away. Going to the apogee. Don't run away. Who's running right, see, away? Now it's curving, it's curving. Point. Watch this, now it's gonna start. Look at all that curve. That's the smallest globe Earth ever, bro. The smallest globe, you just said it was too much curve. Now it's too That's little That's what curve. I'm saying, it's too much curve because the smaller the ball, the more it curves, right? All right.
So we can move on. This is terrible. It's based on the relative viewing angle clearly. And that would, that just proves that even the rectilinear sure lens drastically and grossly input. Look at that. It's always greater curvature when it's going down. No, it's not. Oh, what about there? Wait up. Bring it back. Bring it back. We're going to bring it back to where it's level here. Oh, what, what about the other way so when it was, when it was nice quote, showing that it was concave? It, it wasn't concave. That was the side. Back. It was the side walls of the camera of the, the housing. <laughs> There's a point so where this it is what, so what you've done is you've you've paused one screen. I, I just pause it where it's low in the frame, and I'll do it at the middle and the top. It's so funny. Okay, okay. So here's I'm the, gonna here's the bottom of the screen. Okay, agree to disagree. Here's Rectally. the bottom. Here's the middle. Look, the, the curvature rate's changing. That's now, crazy. Yeah. Well, it's it's wow. The Earth is getting smaller and bigger during this video. Or maybe you're seeing a little bit more of it in the screen now. Watch. No, the curvature rate is changing. You specifically claimed that it, the rate didn't change. It's You've been changing. debunked. You pulled your own video up and been debunked. Someone's going to clip this up and show that you were just wrong. So, okay. They, they so can, we, you can do whatever you want. All right. Well, we disagree. Make I disagree sure with when, you. Make sure when you do that. We've already pointed out that your claims were wrong about the video. Can we move on to something else? No. I'm going to prove you wrong right here. Oh, my gosh. See, you, you're scared to move on because I think you realize like. No, little, see, this is the problem with debate. You're a little out open, of your league, right? I think. If it wasn't open, you'd be able to just move on from this. You want to talk? No, I just pointed out what was wrong with it. Can you still man what yeah. I said? Yeah, you said the rate changed. The rate of curvature huh? changed. Rate of curvature changed. What else did I say? Uh, you said no. -uh, nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. so you notice Globers can never still man. Isn't that crazy? You said it was a fisheye lens being curved. I didn't even say fisheye lens ever. That's a, that's you said a it was being man. distorted by the lens is what you said. Provably so, because the rate changes, and that that uh, that couldn't be so. the rate of curvature of the globe Earth, because you yeah. see all the way around it from two hundred fifty thousand feet, you wouldn't be able to see the entire globe. You have to get many, many, many miles out into space to globe. see the entire. You just saw it curve all the way back, looped around. That wasn't I the entire it. globe. So okay, yeah. okay, cool, man. So uh, I yeah, already cool, said, man. I already pointed out what's wrong with it. The curvature rate changes. Rectilinear does impose. You're pulling things below the middle part of the screen anyway. You claimed that it, it was going to be middle of the screen, that the curvature rate was go. never going to change. We've, you skipped past the concave part of it. You skipped past the flat part of it. Are you going to keep talking through it live. at all, or are you going to actually pay attention? You've been debunked live. You're literally the definition of not -uh right now. That so doesn't even is, match. This doesn't is the even expected expectation. Yes, it does. This no, one's tilted right, slightly. Listen. Austin, use your use your imagination, please. Now, hey, do I have to bit. sit here for thirty minutes while he watches a balloon video? Is that is that what I have to do? Do I rocket. ever get to bring up a topic? You guys, let rocket. me know when I can bring up a topic. What we'll do is uh, just uh, in this, for the sake of uh, what you're asking, there is uh, we'll give you a minute there, uh, Globy, to uh, okay. present no, what no, you got here on screen. We're good. We're and good. then oh, okay all right uh, it's just because they're just in the interest of moving on and being fair because uh, you're both kind of getting your chip in here on what we're looking at so did you guys want to continue sinking your teeth into this uh, or did you want to move on no, no we're good i just showed that it it matches the observation as expected by a walter bisling's arthur ca calculator so Okay, anyone that believes that, I mean, I'll just recap. It clearly showed different rates of curvature was below the middle screen, rectilinear lens. I offered $1,000 bet anyone in the audience, even you, if you want to take it, that they absolutely do impose curvature. The rates change. We show concave. You skip past it. It showed flat. You skip past it. The rate Never changes. Never showed anything concave. And the Stop the lying. The curvature of the Earth, if that's the globe, would have been way too great at 250,000 feet where you see it looped all the way back around. Those are my refutations. And okay. everyone that's claiming that that isn't what happened, they're just coping. I don't care. But I'm, I want a question uh -huh. now. I got a question now. All right. Can you verify the claim that the Earth is a ball that's spinning? 
Spinning. Yeah, yeah. Sure. How so? Um, bring laser gyroscopes. Okay. How does that, how does, what does that prove? It proves that we are rotating 15 degrees really? per hour. Hmm. How, how does it work? Oh, no. I'll ask you that question. You invoked it. You invoked it. You asked, it's your, it's your like point. I know what you were leading to. Don't act like you weren't leading to this. So I want you to explain to me how the Sagnac uh, effect works. Pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing. No, I know how the Sagnac effect works. I'm asking you to explain it. It's your claim. All right. For our audience, uh, if you can, either of you explain what you're talking about here, just for our audience, that would be great. It's his claim, Ryan. Well, yeah, it's my claim. So when I explain to you how it works, you're going to say somehow it's the magic sky making it happen and not the actual device moving. Just explain how it somehow measured the earth moving. Can you explain it? Do you understand it or what? Yeah, sure. Thank you. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, and then we'll see the nah afterwards. So, yeah, for the audience sake. You're going it. I can either draw it out or we can uh, just look at a picture of it. That's embarrassing. Which part's embarrassing that you, you don't know? Are you ever Google it? I'm I'm picking up a picture so I don't have to draw it, Austin. All right, let's give uh, we'll give uh, Globy a second here, and uh, once again yeah. we will move into Q and A. Uh, probably what we say 10, 20 minutes, guys. Sure. Cool. All right. I think there's going to be a lot to dig into there, so get them in and uh, don't let me uh, interrupt, guys. Let's sure. This is the basics of it here. So we have a light source that shoots a laser one direction and then another direction, and they go around in this loop bounce off these mirrors and return back to this detector plate. Okay. Now what happens is as this thing is rotating, the light, say it's rotating counterclockwise on the screen here, right? The light going this way counterclockwise is going to take slightly longer to hit the detector because the detector is physically moving away from the light source. It's rotating away from it. The light going the other way, We'll get there a little bit sooner. So that creates an interference pattern. It uh, shows different uh, wavelengths uh, of the light on the detector. And we're able to use that to determine which way the device is rotating and how much it's rotating. Now that's the SAGNAC effect. That's the ring laser gyroscope. Thanks, Bob. And that is literally what we use in aircraft now. We use ring laser gyroscopes in aircraft, uh, modern aircraft. Uh, there's one in Germany that is in a mountain that they're using every day to measure the Earth's rotation. The most precise measurements ever done using these, I might add. It's a very huge device. Um, by the way, they put it in a mountain to make sure they could um, isolate it from any uh, potential interference. Um, yeah, so that's that's a Sagnac effect. So now this is this works because the detector is physically moving away from the light in one direction. Um, now, go ahead, Austin, and explain to me how this doesn't actually measure Earth's rotation. Oh, okay. So obviously, it is a precise way to measure some type of motion or rotation, right? Interferometry. Yeah. So you're assuming that it's measuring the Earth rotating. Sure. But the problem with that is that we've shown that the measurements change with, with altitude. So do you wait? Do you agree that if you keep the same latitude, but that it changes with altitude, that would refute the claim that it's a spinning globe that causes it? 
Um, if that were true, it would have to be retested. Yes, but that would be um, a problem. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So it has been retested. I will show. I won't, I won't show just the papers' names, but I can show read some of them off. But uh, Demio did it, for example, in like like early two thousand. It's been done many times. It changes with altitude. It also can change with solar motion, depending on the precision of the interferometer. So this is Miggelson Gale Pearson Sennec effect, right? And it changes with altitude. So, I mean, you did at least honestly concede if that were true. And I get that your argument would be that, you know, it isn't true or whatever, that that's it would refute argument. the globe. Yeah, that's fair enough if you haven't seen it or whatever. But uh, it does I've change. I've seen Bob Nodell talk about it. Bob did also do it, but we're talking about like very precise measurements done with like army and military equipment by PhD right. physicists and stuff like that. Can we get one of those papers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can, can so you anyway, actually send it though, because you never actually send it. Where do I, where do I send you things? <laughs> You're not going to do it anyway. Where am I supposed to send you things? I, every, by the way, everyone that claims I don't send them things. You don't, you never do. I don't know. I don't, you've never asked me to send you something. Or I don't know where to send it to you, but dude, I send more papers time. than like anyone that comes on this channel. That's the funniest part is that people yeah. say that it's so funny, but I'll drop it in the zoom actually right now. I'll yeah, drop, drop it on it the zoom. In the zoom. That, that's All right. A perfect place for it. Problem, problem solved. So anyway, so it actually changed with altitude, right? Therefore falsifying that claim. So do you sure. have any other, you, I get, you don't know it, but I'm just telling you it's been done replicated thousands of times with immense precision. Like can you drop it in the chat so we can check it out? I, I am. Yeah. But millimeter ray uh, wave precision and stuff like that. So you agree that if that's true, then it falsifies that it's a spinning globe causing it. Do you, are there any other evidences that the earth is moving, whether ro rotating or revolving around the sun? Well, I'd say there's uh, things that happen in the sky that could lead to us believing um, or inferring that we're, mo we're moving. There's no optical measurements from earth's surface showing that we moved around the sun. Oh, it's a belief. Uh, that I know of. Uh, it's not a belief because we've seen it from space, but you know, you don't believe in that. So, um, well, I don't know. Okay, like, but according to your model, even if you were out in space, like even if I grant you space, you wouldn't know if it's the Earth moving around the sun or vice versa, like because of relativity, right? You wouldn't know. Even in space. Uh, I think you would be able to measure it from outside of Earth's reference frame. Yes. No, you wouldn't Problem be. Problem being on Earth as the reference frame, you wouldn't be able to measure it. But from outside of the reference frame, you would be able to measure there it. There is no absolute reference frame to measure those two bodies moving. So you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two moving in relation to each other according to um, relativity. Uh, maybe, but you'd be able to see the shape of the Earth for sure. And it's a globe. Okay, okay. We've done it. But <laughs> that's cool. You know, I've already talked about specular reflections and line of sight radio waves and all that stuff. And that's cool, man. But what I want to point out is that this is just a fact. It's pretty interesting that like the earth could be in the center of the universe and it matches all observations better because the current model claims, well, yeah, it looks like we're in the center, but it's just an illusion. How does it match retrograde motion? It, it, it does. There's a kinematic equivalent. So there's many ways that could work. One is that the planets could just change the speed at which they move over time in relation to the background stars because we actually measured them in relation to the background stars. If they just periodically slowed down, then they would appear to be retrograde. It could also just move in relation to the sun. And then from our viewpoint, as the sun moves around us, it would look like they're going backwards, which is the exact kinematic inversion of your model anyway, which is why no astronomer ever would tell you that retrograde proves that we move around the sun because you could just flip it around, right? So there's nothing oh, that you can see in the so. sky that proves it. I, I assure you. Um, if the planets slowed down, they would appear to slow down. They wouldn't appear to loop back on themselves. 
you see how I can bring these into you? Um, no, no, they would just slow down in relation to the background star, so they would look like they're going backwards. But anyway, and if they just move in really, so there's something called the Neo Tychonic system, which is Tycho Brahe, but it's a newer version, right? And it's just the mm -hmm. planets moving in relation to the sun as the sun moves around the earth, and it would make it look like they're going backwards. That's the same thing that your model claims just inverted. So in, anyway, retrograde doesn't do it. The, the fact did, is- Did you drop that in the chat? Maybe- I'm, uh, I'm dropping them right now. There's like 12 of them. No, the, uh, the ring laser gyroscope one? Yes, yes. I'm about to drop there. The, the interferometry measurement's changing without that track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like, so also I'll tell you this too, man. Supposedly the pendulum proves the Earth's rotating, right? It doesn't though. Like for 17 consecutive years, the Elias effect was observed. And it shows that it changes during eclipses and that the amount that the pendulum processes changes with uh, where the sun and the moon are in their phases, like in their per periodicity, the periodicity of the sun and the moon in solar motion and yeah. eclipses. We went through that. We went through that reference that you gave the other day when you were talking to Bob and it did not say what you said it said. See, that's it, why you it, never can have any it specificity. Changed, it changed. Yeah, it, it changed insignificantly. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. We read. How much is that? How I much read is the that? paper, dude. Dude, paper. insignificantly doesn't help you. It changes it in does. direct. No, it does help me. It does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't though because it changes Nothing. in di it changes in direct relation to those celestial phenomena. So the amount. What does that mean? That means the Earth isn't rotating. Yeah, it means that it means that the Earth rotating can't be what's causing it. It means that the, the that phenomena in the sky is actually affecting the pendulum and causing it to process. Or certain something rate. else affected it. So you could just start making stuff up, I guess, yeah. Like you're doing right now. No, I'm saying that's that- something in the sky is affecting the pendulum. So you're agreeing with me, thank you. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you are. I said it was insignificant. You're saying something else the did it. results of the study were insignificant. That's not what the conclusion was. What was the conclusion? No, it wasn't. You shouldn't baselessly trust right, Bob I, if that's I, what you're doing. I, he sh I'm not baselessly trusting- I'm not baselessly trusting anybody. He actually showed the the reference like yeah. that you haven't ever done. And that was another what's, one where what? you said you were you another what's, one where you okay, said, what, what, you said what, you were gonna send him all these what's things the paper that called? you never did. S send it to you where? Not to me, to him. You were gonna send a whole bunch of things you never did. I don't know where to send them to him. He could he could message me. Okay. He told you where to send them. No, he didn't. Okay, anyway, so here do you have are one of these in the chat yet. We can we can, can we drop PDFs in here? I mean, you can. Uh, you can always, like I say, share on screen if you guys want to review something together. It's totally fine. You know, you guys are you know consenting to your time here, and I'm. It's I'm all cool. good. But can you drop PDFs in the? So. Does anyone know? Uh, I'm just curious. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, probably send not. Send to tomorrow. Yeah, so if it's a file, then yeah, you'll probably want to just do like a drive share or something like that. But um, yeah, let, let's carry okay. on if you guys have any it's other good. things you want sure. to dig into before I, we get into q I, I'd love for you to dis disprove yeah. all the pseudoscience you said I said in the beginning of this. Yeah, well, like, okay, so you can't prove rotation or orbit, and you kind of admitted that everything that we see, we can't do anything on the Earth to prove it, and that you just have to believe it. So that's cool. We agree. You just have to believe that the earth moves around the sun. But I didn't say that. Any, I didn't say anything about that in the beginning. You did. You said the word believe. Oh, oh you mean in the beginning. Yeah. So that's so what I'm saying. We're concluding yeah. that part and we're moving on. Oh. Yeah. So you have a belief that you can't verify. And it's like, I have a like belief a, we can verify the rotation of earth. Kind of like a religion, you know. Um, I have measurements that we can. And I'm guaranteeing those references you have don't say what they you're saying they say. 
when you just, say just guaranteeing, like you, you would like to bet on it, and then right, we could guys, stream. We're starting and, to yes. do the meta. We're starting to do the meta yeah, debate here. So meta. let's let's try. It's to, never worked out. It's never worked out. So I'm using be this before everybody future. starts making bets on modern day debate. Is this a place cool. to make bets? Oh, it's, I mean, it's an easy way to to call out BS, though. Is, is that why we don't have one link that you asked that you said you put in here yet? They're all PDFs. You, they're on your. You machine. just start pulling them up. You may start pulling them up. If, if you want yeah. to bring them up, like say on your uh, device, yeah, that's what we we'll do actually. Because I'm making up that I have them. We'll just start pulling them up. I'm not saying you're making up that you have them. I'm saying they don't say what you say. And drop PDFs in the Zoom. All right, let's see what all we got here. Let's share on over. There you go, and you're up and running. And we'll sure. give you the floor. Okay, save as. Wait up. So they're measuring ether drift uh, with optical wave band. Yeah, that's what. Okay. That's cool. That's so, what it is. Yeah. Cool. That's what so it is. Wait up, wait up. We're gonna keep I'm trying to look for a specific paper. It's uh Is this not one of them? That one's fine, but here you go. Here's the good one. Save as download. So they'll just start popping up right here. I have so this is electromagnetic wave propagate propagation. That's so what light is. Yeah. We're not light. so we're not talking about uh interferometry. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's what light is. I know they use light in interferometry, but that was not testing anything using interferometry. Yes, Am it I was correct. Yes, it was. Okay, so go back to it. Let's let's read it. Okay. What do you what do you think this means here? It, it doesn't mean interferometry. I want to see where it's. What does about. optical mean? What does optical mean? Light. Okay. So light. There's, there's other things of light other than interferometry. Yeah, but this is based on Mount Wilson Observatory, which is Dayton Miller's replications of Michelson Morley, which is interferometry. You can't equate the two if that's not what they're about. What? Do you not right. see right here? It says I'm, Mount Wilson I'm Observatory. That's Dayton wanna... Miller. So, okay. I mean, I'm sorry that you don't understand this, but, you know. I'm just looking at it. For just the see how many times it says so interference. Interference pattern. Interference bands. Interference. Interference bands. Interval. Interferometer. Oh, my okay. gosh. Like, obviously, I know what I'm talking about. You've never read it. So, why are you acting but, like you're going to? Because you just searched the thing for inter. What, interferometer, what specifically. It's talking about an interferometer, okay. specifically. Okay, so can we just you just admit you were wrong here? No, we haven't read it. Showing something is not proof of anything. What where does it talk about the interferometer? What does it do? Okay, let's look. What they test? What was the conclusion? Interferometer based on the so the work of such interferometer based on the light passing in a forward direction returning to the observing point along the same path. The Michelson's interferometer sensitivity was low to the original ether drift effects. The measured value D in such a device visually observed bands offset interference pattern expressed in terms of visible bandwidth. The entire paper is about replicating Michelson Morley with interference patterns. Here's another one: modified Sagnec experiment for measuring travel time difference Why between counter on the different thing. All right, whatever. Dude, these are huge papers, and I'm showing you that there that has been done dozens of times. And I'm going to keep pulling them up. Travel time difference between counter propagating light beams in a uniformly moving fiber. Yeah. You're telling me this is about measuring interfer uh, interference patterns at varying altitudes about Earth's rotation. Uh, it's yeah. These I'm going to find the specific one that goes up. Yeah, in please altitudes. do because these aren't it. These are all showing that the propagation rate changes relative to many conditions, including altitude. My oh, guy. many conditions, including. <laughs> Dude. Yes, that's right. Where does it so, say that? I'm about to find the one that specifically. Okay. Thank you. That's all I'm asking for is the one that actually says what you're saying it says. All of these show a relationship with solar motion, my guy. Oh, now it's solar motion. That's what you, what? Like I said that it changes with altitude and stuff like solar motion. I said that the whole time. But neither um, one of those work in your model, bro. You said you had a whole bunch of references that show that it changes with altitude. I'm looking for that one. Okay, I'm trying to find it. Here it is. Okay. 
Thank you. All right. Now let's go over here. Download. Okay. You want to redo the whole frankly, paper? Because quite frankly, when you don't have it, it's going to be interesting. What? That's what this paper is about. Well, you said that's about the other one and they weren't. So let's, well, what is the no, title? No, I told you they were about interference changing based on very, uh, the no, change in the speed altitude. of light. Relative to altitude and solar motion. Now, that's what you're, I was you're, Well, you're adding solar motion in now. You didn't say that. No, I said page, it. I said it earlier. No, you didn't. Objectively. You said that about the pendulum. Scroll. What's the title of this one? Ethereal wind and experience of millimetric radio waves propagation. Ethereal wind and experience of... Phase method of anisotropic media. Do you know what that means? Wait, hold on. Experiment reaches researchers... And the ground channel phase characteristic of eight millimeter range radio waves propagation have revealed the problems connected with its model elaboration. Okay. So what does this have to do with what we were talking about? Okay. So do you know what anisotropic means? I don't start with words. Okay. Austin, please show me how this proves what you said it proved. Hey, it's somewhere I'm not spending two hours talking about words with you. you, you yeah, but it's somewhere towards the end. And I'm, do you think... You, What's so funny is you're so here we go. The expression allows to calculate high altitude relation of the ethereal wind horizontal comp component for the latitude by the work results obtained at altitude blank. So this is specifically about the changes in altitude right here. A radio huh? link. It's talked about a radio link there though. Why'd you skip over that part? What, what? what are you using to measure? An interferometer. Actually, specifically they're using radio waves, which is a it's a certain spectrum of light. <laughs> you know that there's radio interferometry, or you didn't know that either. This is embarrassing for you. Did you know that radio no, it certainly is embarrassing? Mm -hmm. So now that you said it wasn't about altitude, and specifically I showed you that it is changing with you're, altitude. You're cherry picking words, Austin. Where's the where's the conclusion? Dude, dude, this is what's okay. This is what's frustrating. <laughs> no, what's frustrating is you you're trying so hard to get like a gotcha. You couldn't even bring up one paper and know where anything is ever. So I immediately went and looked through tons what? of PDFs, pull up a paper, and then I'm supposed to have the whole all, entire paper. All we're showing is that you can't. You have to enter right claim. when I'm about to get to the conclusion that exposes you, you interrupt me every time very tactically. Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. That is what you're doing. So anyway, the point is that obviously I don't have every single paper memorized off the top of my brain. Like, oh, on page 37.8, it says like, are you kidding? But this is what you do. You you have references, you claim the thing. There's no time to actually read them and understand them here. So then you claim you're going to send them and you never do. And then it just everybody goes on Dude, there. I've sent way. them to everyone that's ever been on this show with me and asked for them. Every single right. person. So that's just a lot. It's not true. Okay, name one person that was on this show that asked for the sources oh, I didn't. This send show, them. okay, I don't know about okay, this show, cool. but I've seen right, you cool. do it so at we're least move. three times, right. including to myself. No, so this one saying you just, you just, you're just trying to character assassinate because you can't handle it. Just say out loud again that if the interferometry measurements actually change with altitude, then it debunks the claim that sure. it's because show the Earth is a globe the, that's sure. spinning. Show me where that happens. Can we, can we see what this happens in this paper here? Yeah, so I'm, I'm about to find that chart right here. Let's see where, sure. what page is it. Uh, trying to find the exact port. Let's see here. All right. Good. Okay. Having the big scroll there. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to find the chart. I don't know where it's going. It, does, it doesn't matter. It's just a fact. Here's what I'm saying. Though. This paper is obviously a big paper. You, I'm not telling anyone to believe okay, me. Okay, that's fine. I'm saying it's a fact. It's a fact, bro. Look, yeah, I, I, we can move on. We can move. That's fine. Um, we don't need to watch you scroll through stuff. I'll I'll read it. 
I'll it literally I, I went straight to where it talks about it changing with altitude and then mm -hmm. here it is talking about how it changes based on solar motion so they actually tested it during different times of the year right um the differences available can be explained by those with the calculations executed in the supposition from i gotta find exactly where it is i don't know if i'm ahead oh, but here again this is based on mickelson morley uh setup right that's what mount wilson's all about with dayton miller replications um, so this test is objectively about redoing Dayton Miller's replication of Michelson Morley with interferometry, showing that the actual motion detected with the interferometry changes with altitude and throughout the year based on solar motion. And this cannot be explained if the assumed motion is the Earth being a globe spinning. That's just a fact. Okay. So that's that's your that's your interpretation of what this. That's says. the author. And, that's the um, that's their that's their interpretation too. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad sure. we're on the same. We can move on. I'll I'll um I'll read this and uh I guess do a separate response video on what I found right. there. Don't mind me. Thank you. That's so frustrating for me. Get your um, anyway, back on the screen there. But but the main point is like just so you know, interferometry has been done that changes with altitude and then throughout the time of year, and then pendulums also change during eclipses and solar motion and based on the periodicity of the sun and the moon, which would falsify that it's the earth spinning. And no one's ever shown a pendulum not processing at the equator. So we got no evidence. In fact, that refutes the claim the Earth is rotating directly. And if it was true, maybe. But I now we're stuck with, with the stationary claiming, Earth. Sure. And sure. so you have a, you believe in a stationary globe. Sure, I believe we, in a stationary globe. I guess, yeah, that's sure. right. And we falsified you, the globe. This I showed stream, you the motions. So. You claimed you falsified it by showing papers that didn't falsify it. So. This might be a good time for us to move That's into fine. the Q&A there, guys. And uh, a big thank you to uh, Globy McGlobeface uh, for coming out and uh, doing the debate. We were going to have you uh, hosted, but then, uh, you know, some things slipped through our fingers. And we're so happy that we got you here. And, uh, of course, Austin, thank you for being here. Uh, you know, it's always a lot of fun when you're hanging out. And, uh, uh, yeah, always, always a great time, honestly. So let's... Uh, We'll give that big round of virtual applause as we get into our Q&A, everybody. And uh, as we're getting into it, I usually like to let our speakers have a chance to grab themselves refreshments. You know, if you got to run to the washroom, do whatever you got to do, now would be your time. Speak now or forever hold your pee. I'll definitely uh, go refresh my drink. All right. Back. No problem. Take your time. Oh, oh, you're saying step away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away real quick too. Then. All right. Yeah. Right <laughs> like I said, yeah. Speak now or forever hold your pee. We'll see you in a second, guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. For all you guys hanging out in the live chat, we are going to move into our Q and A right now in just a few seconds. Uh, we're gonna start asking your questions to the speakers, but uh, uh, I'm just uh, popping back in here now to see what you guys are are saying. Oh man, this has been a lot of fun, uh, and these guys have been. Uh, you know, there's been amicable, uh, you know, these guys have been able to bounce off of each other uh, really well as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so it's been nice to be able to hang out in the live chat a little bit more and see you guys, uh, especially the people who support us who are smacking that like button and, like I say, sharing this out in those lovely spaces where you like having all the squabble and the, the back and forth. Globy McGlobeface has got his refreshment back up and running. What are you drinking tonight? Or is that... Uh, is that a no-go? And yeah, I Battle Cat, I will do a quick poll. Sorry, what? Sorry, I did ask you a question. Sorry. Go ahead. You asked me a question, but you can go right over. It's fine. No, what are you having? Sorry, I, I did ask. It's a little, little vodka soda. Oh, nice, nice. No, I, did you notice, everybody? I apologized at least four times. That's just, ah, uh, Canadian. Mm, can't help it. Cue the music. Right. 
Uh, yeah, and also, once again, uh, we don't say it enough, I don't think, on the show, but a big thank you to the moderators in the live chat. Uh, we super appreciate you, uh, Batman, MXXD, uh, and, and, you know, uh, Shane, uh, Hannah, you guys are hanging out. Uh, let's see. Anybody else have anything fun to say here? Ryan, what do you believe? I believe we're having a lot of fun. Uh, having this discussion so uh, once again you guys should smack that like button and boost this up in the algorithm and we'll try to break YouTube it's a cop out that's right you know what I have been on uh, other places where I've been a little bit more open about the things that I believe but uh, uh, since then I've I've decided that what I really believe in is rock and roll so uh, if you check out my YouTube all you're gonna find is videos of me singing Led Zeppelin in Deep Purple and you can enjoy that. That's all you get. Oh, and also the theme song that I usually play for the modern day debate. So Witsit is back. Everybody's ready to go. And we are going to ask your questions now. So let's get into it. Scrolling. There we go. Question for Witsit coming in from Kango44. Thanks for being here again, Kango. The debate has not started yet. But I'd like to know why you're such a crybaby. Kango, you you came in here before the debate. You know what? If there were any crybabies, I'm not going to call them out. But I, I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to move on and be uh, behave myself. We don't have to entertain that, guys. Let's see if we can get some stu substance. LJ asks, if it's a globe, why doesn't half the Earth stay lit? What? This is from LJ. He is our honorary, uh, always asks flat earth questions, even if we're not having a flat earth debate. Uh, <laughs> LJ asks, if it's a globe, why doesn't half the earth stay lit? It does stay lit. So not sure what the question means. Half the globe is always lit. When When is not half of the earth lit? I'm confused by the question. <laughs> So the, I guess the answer is it always is lit. So your question is moot. Did you have any thoughts over there, Austin, to uh, kind of build on what LJ was saying so we don't just move on? I, I mean, other than like sometimes way more than half of it is lit. And then they just start making up excuses as to why. But I don't know. I don't know if there's specific times where not the full 50% is lit. I know there are times where way more than 50% of the sphere is lit, which wouldn't make any sense geometrically. But they just make up excuses and they claim the light bends around the earth, all around the earth. And it's just, there, there's no way to falsify it. But is that what he's talking about? Is he talking about like the July 8th observation, the day of July 8th thing? Is that what he's talking about? I don't about? know. I don't know. I think it's roughly 65 to 70% of the earth is oh, lit up at one not. time. Not definitely. talking about the population, talking about definitely the actual not. physical earth. All right, let's move on to the next question there, fellas. Yeah, knew what you were going to say. 75% of the earth is lit up at every at a time. I said 65 to 70% of the earth, yeah. Send me that source. Okay, the globe claims that it's because it actually wraps around the ball a little bit. Official, it official wrap claim. a little bit, yeah. The light, yeah, so the light I, I'll, I'll teach you. I taught you your model. around. Okay. Yeah. 75%. You taught me 75% of my model. <laughs> no, I said 65 to 70 Let's uh, let's carry on because LJ had another follow up question there. Oh, he's brought on. Oh no, not the glasses. What's no, 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 These are my Glober glasses. If I'm just saying, if I need <laughs> to give the Glober answer, I got you, bro. Oh man, I'm cracking up already because oh, every I time got my I see mullet glasses, hat, I can put on for a flat Earth. Oh, we can switch roles if you want. Got to be a little nasally though. So uh, we already asked uh, Globy what he's drinking. I'm having uh, this is a beer, is what it's called. From this is twelve beer. 
it's a very cheeky thing that uh, you would only find probably in Nova Scotia. So Austin, it's only fair that we ask, uh, what is it you're having for refreshments tonight? Um, this is just water with some electrolyte mix in it. And I had a, oh, I had a, uh, coffee. Coffee, coffee and water. And I'm over here with the beer and, uh, Globy's got yeah. having a little bit of vodka. So that means everybody's just hanging out, having a good time. Uh, so let's carry on with the questions. And I think this has been a lot of fun. So LJ, what's the proof of Jupiter's mass size and gravity? So proof me. of Jupiter's mass, size, and gravity. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out Daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let's ask him to you, Kobe. What's the proof of its mass? Um, well, you can measure its angular size. Um, and then using spectroscopy, you can figure out what it's composed of and make an assumption based on its composition and size, <clears throat> what its mass would be. So yeah, it's based on, a, it would be based on a measurement of its composition. All right. But no flat earthers don't like spectroscopy. They think it's magic or fake or something, but we were going to move on, but I think yeah, if you want to respond, Austin, it's up to you. <laughs> Not really, man. Like, shit, you know, look at a barrel a hundred yards away and tell me what elements are in it, and holla at you, boy. Alrighty, all right, let's let's carry on then. Uh, see, we got some more. Kango forty four asks, uh, and also if you're hanging out in the uh, in the live chat and you've got a question, uh, get it into the super chat because uh, these guys. Like I said, they, uh, they they said earlier on that they don't mind going a little long. So if you guys have questions, uh, we're willing to take them and see if we can expound on what our speakers think. Kango44 says, New Zealand is in daylight three hours before Sydney, Australia. Sydney is only 650 kilometers further away than the total side of New Zealand, which is uh, 1,600 kilometers. Question for both debaters. Why does the light take an extra three hours to travel 650 kilometers? It's a, little, it's a little much but yeah you guys got anything on that it would be relative to the position of the sun throughout the year it doesn't it, like why well, i don't even understand the exact question well how much so how, how long it, it's actually lit is not going to be the same at all times that's obviously a fact yeah. right so the the issue is that i think what he's got he said new zealand right yeah new zealand is in daylight three hours <laughs> before sydney australia Sydney is only 650 kilometers further yeah. away. Yeah. What, he, what he's saying is that's impossible on a flat earth because the sun's right there. It's only 600 kilometers away. So it shouldn't be blocked by anything, right? Oh, what? That's, that's what he's getting at. Um, 
That's what I think he's getting at anyway. I don't know, man. And There's light attenuation, man. Every, every position of the sun, including what was in your opener about where at which angles they set can be explained with the celestial personal sphere. I'd love to, I'd love to explore that concept. How does that work? You can only see so far in each distance equidistant. There's mm-hmm. actually a logarithmic relationship to the uh, elevation drop. So you guys say 60 nautical miles per degree. And that's linear because the surface of the earth is curving. But actually, you have to cherry pick between like 15 and 70 degrees to do that. And the logarithmic would happen outside of that range. And so actually just a logarithmic relationship of curved visual limit would be exactly the same on a plane earth. You guys flip the way that we see with the visual limit, claim we could see forever. And that perspective doesn't affect the stars and that we look back in time. And I, didn't ask you how, I didn't ask you how the sphere works. So you wanted to I, explore that concept. Yeah, no, no. I understand how your sphere of vision is constructed um however yeah. when you're south of the equator the sun sets to the left always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with where the sun is in your azimuthal grid of vision could be yes, north of you could be south of you it's setting in the same direction just like it would in the azimuthal grid in the model it would not no in your model if it's north of you it would set to the left if it's south no. of you it would set to the right it's because optically it's, it, did- because it would be doing this right Oh, but it's based on the actual curvature of the visual limits just, based on you like, and the center yes no. of it. This is what your model modeled, says. It's been modeled out and based on mm-hmm. your actual curved visual limit, right? There's a curvature to your visual limit. So the mm-hmm. apparent light source is going to move in relation to that and you being in the center. So, so why does it not matter if the sun is north or south of you? Because it's all relative to your personal uh, visual limit and you in the center of it. Right. So if it's north of you, it should be setting which way? If we're, if it's north of me, it sets a little bit to the right. And if it's left, if it's uh, yeah, south of me, then it the sets a little bit around. to the left. It's the other way around. But yes, it doesn't matter because it's always going left south of the, the equator. There is no other way around. Yeah. If you it's just north do it of both you, ways. it goes to the, to the left, not to the right. But you're well, it depends saying on it, which way you're looking. Yes. Yeah, so oh. You're obfuscating. So. No, you is, just said something wrong. No, you did, but it doesn't matter. You want me to pull up matter. an observation of it? You want me to if, show you how it works? Yeah, go ahead. All right, I got you. And then I'll show you actual video of reality. Oh, so you're just going to hand wave dismiss it and say it doesn't work anyway. Well, you, well, you can show me some some computer model of what you think happens, right? Well, let's show oh, our audience. Uh, if you guys want to show what you got, yeah. let's see. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna... I, I do think this is one of the most simplest proof of a globe. Oh, I'm sure you do nice. think that. I'm sure you do think that. All right. So share screen. You got it. Uh, I watch you see the sun moving over to your right as it sets based on where you are. And you don't have well, to change the time of year. Let's just go ahead and clear, clarify. You don't yeah. have to change the time of year. You can just change latitude. It's going to be mm-hmm. relative to your position and latitude in relation to the sun, you'll see that the sun sets a little bit to the right of where it is. And then you'll see, oh, it does the opposite on the other side. Now, if you just change latitude, instead of changing time of the year, it would be the same thing. So inside your per- your personal visual limit, that's why you see what you see. Yeah, so that's oh. what I said, right? Depending on if the sun is north of you or south of you, it would set different directions, right? Yeah, on our model, yeah. So. On your model, on yeah. your model, because of the grid of vision. Right. Yeah. That's a requirement of your model, right? Uh, well, that's how we actually measured the sky in the first place. And your model yeah. did the same measurements, but claimed that we can see infinitely in straight lines forever and perspective doesn't affect stars. So do you, do you disagree with the Stellarium data? No, that's actually built on the Stellarium data. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, but do you know the you, difference? Let me tell. Let me tell. Let me can you show it. me that in the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah, yeah, sure. But you're diverting because your whole home uh, run argument just got dunked I'm on. Not but, diverting. But, what, real Anything. fast, man. I want to point something out, man. Okay. I want to make sure the audience understands. So I'm going to say it pretty quickly. But so we see in reality that say the street lights look like they're going down because of perspective, right? Or a plane coming towards you looks like it's going up, then going down as it goes away from you, right? I mean, that's what perspective does. It makes things look like they converge. Flat yeah. Earth says the same thing happens with the stars. As you get away from Polaris, it'll drop. As you get closer, it'll rise, right? So we're saying mm -hmm. that perspective works on the stars. The globe model says, yes, perspective does do that with everything else but not when it comes to the stars. The stars just so happen to do the same exact thing but for a totally different reason, I promise. It's because the earth is curving and the reason perspective doesn't displace the stars is because they're so far away. And then they assume that they're infinite distances away and they're equal distances away and that it has to be the curved surface. So that's where they get the 60 nautical miles per degree, right? And whenever you don't assume that crazy nonsense, you understand that we have a visual limit of perspective and you're going to actually get a logarithmic relationship. You have the same 60 nautical miles per degree. You can map the same thing out. It's going to be logarithmic below 15 degrees and above 70 degrees. And they just reverse engineered that visual limit to make a sphere. That's where you get the radius value. And then they visu sure. did the visual limit you're, what a you're coincidence! Way that you're way, you're way off topic. All right, whatever, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> for those who actually want to know the truth, they took the no, way our eyes see and words, they made man. a globe model. You're just saying words. You're way off topic. I'm just saying okay. words. Yeah. So okay. let's 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 let me explain because I don't think you even understand what I'm even trying to get at. Oh my gosh! I just showed it. Yeah, and it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's showing the exact observations we see in reality. All right. Uh, yeah, while well, you bring that up, uh, not sure what you're bringing up, we'll remind everybody that we did close a poll, and I'm going to open up another one in just a second here, so keep an eye out for that in the live chat. Your computer's giving it a good think there. I thought that was the time for me to back away. Maybe I should have vamped a little bit longer. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, people that actually listen to me know I just answered it and showed it anyway, right? Zoom does not like when I'm sharing my screen. Oh, there we go. Ether. The ether. It uh, it's, it's loading rather slowly. I, out of curiosity, um, what else should I say other than words? It's it's not letting you screen share for some odd reason. Like when you say you're just saying words, like what else should I say? Numbers? Oh, Globy is here. Are you still there, Globy? That's not a good sign, what's it? <laughs> it's the ether, baby. The ether ain't playing. Oh, no. We might have to uh, get Globy to back it, The screen out. share may have messed up his Zoom. He may have to come back. Maybe. He tried to do it, and it, it screwed up. So He's trying to screen share Stellarium, which is a pretty big program, right? Okay. I'm not sure what the program is, but uh it's like all the data of everything in the sky and he has it actually downloaded instead of the browser. So he's trying to pull up like it's like just as big of a program as Google Earth. Oh, and yeah, he rightfully has dropped off because I think he figured out that he is not uh uh he's not able to be heard right now. So Globy, uh definitely rejoin our chat. Uh if we don't hear from you in five minutes, then I'll send him an email. 
and uh, maybe we can move on to uh, some other things. I do have a little bit more housekeeping to do, so let's take care of that right quick. Uh, once again, thanks what's it, for being here, brother. I appreciate you. Um, mean Joe, uh, for $1, said nothing. So uh, for that $1, I will just uh, say, let's go over our first poll right quick. And I will just remind you guys, uh, there's 1,200 people watching in the live chat right now. And we're, we're under 1,000 likes. How is that? What are you guys doing? Like I put in the Press little the like. <laughs> they got arthritic thumbs or something. What's going on? No, I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Let me carry on here. So yeah, I got my glasses too. I can answer the glow questions if I need to. <laughs> you behave yourself over there. I, I know how much of a character you get to be if uh, you get those glasses on your face. Instantly, I saw them. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, he's going for it. All right. So uh, the, the poll we had earlier was the earth is and uh, for flat, 51% voted flat. 30, Let's go. 38, Let's go. 38% voted a globe. And... As per the first uh, thing I ever got James to say on YouTube, and I was like, that guy's cool. I'm going to email him and see about like working with him because that's funny. Um, he, he was doing a back-to-back -back debate, and I sent in a chat. Uh, he was like, we're going to be debating. Is the earth flat or is it a globe? And I commented and said, uh, the earth is a loaf of bread. And 10% of you have voted that the earth is a loaf of bread. So I appreciate So the globe, it. globe has got 38% and we got 51, baby. Let's go. I take 10% as undecided, but uh, yeah, anybody in the chat, there you go. The, the, this is a loaf of bread. So yeah, 1,200, almost 1,300 people watching. Smack that like button. Uh, Globy is returning to the chat now. Wowza. Yeah, I think that program may have eaten up a little bit of too much RAM uh, or maybe a little bit too much. Uh, it made um, my entire computer restart. <laughs> oh, no. What? That was fast. If you reset, that's that's a good I did, start. I did. Did you know? You know, I, I actually did. reset earlier too. I had to reinstall um, Windows this morning, though, so I don't know. I might be having problems, but well, let's carry let me, on. Um, let me try it one more time. If not, maybe I can do it on my phone. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you want to try it again here, that's cool. All right. I already um, explained this, man. You you know I know you know I have an answer, right? Like you know that. I know oh. you have what you think is an answer, oh. but you don't. He did reboot. Okay. There's steam. Just explain the specific linear and logarithmic relationship with a plane as opposed to a globe. Yeah, that's cool and all, but I don't think you get it. Well, while you're loading your program, what I'm saying is that if you take the actual way that we see and you reverse engineer the angular resolution limit, you get 39, 3,958.8 miles if you actually assume the loss of information is curvature of Earth. So you can hijack the way we see and get a radius of 3,958.8 exactly, right? Which is what the globe claims to be and claims the reason dis things disappear is not because of resolution limit, but because of the curve. Same thing it's with 3,950. Austin. We already talked about that. It's not same even this thing topic. With, same thing with Polaris angles, right? So that's how you got the latitudes. No, it's not. So we're look, we're in we're in July now. So where's the sun? Uh, we're, we're in Australia and it's July. Okay. So, so the sun's it's, in the it's northern out, sky. It's out further it's out further to the south. No, it's in the northern sky, opposite. Oh, you're saying right now or in July? In July no. it's in the, it, the north. In well, this, I didn't, you said this, in July in Australia. I don't know. Like 
Yeah, what in you Australia were saying. in July. In Australia in July, the sun okay, is north would, of Australia. Why would you right? bring up Australia? Yeah, okay. Because I'm going to the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> Either why. way. Either way. Can you guys see my screen, by the way? Yeah, everybody can see your screen. Okay, good. So if we watch the sunset, oh, it sets to the left. I just showed a video of it. Yeah, and you said when the sun is north of you, it sets to the right. Um, are you supposed to be showing something beyond a loading screen right now? Shit. Yeah, I'm playing an animation. I'm oh. saying it's not working. No, it's, no, to the right or to the left is not an accurate denotation. It's to the south. It's not on the screen right now. Maybe you need to share a different screen. Depends oh, on which direction you're looking, man. Let me... <laughs> you agree if you're looking west and east and left and right are different? Yeah, well, you're look, always looking west right. at a sunset, aren't you? Could be northwest or southwest, but you're looking in the western sky. Okay. So, so I'm assuming that you understand we're looking west when we're talking about sure, this. Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. but it's the same, same situation happens with the sunrise, right? All right, let me try to share. You don't know. Yeah, it does happen with the sunrise. Yeah, and it's explainable with what I just explained to you. If you understood it, then you would know that we just reverse engineered that to get the globe anyway. It doesn't but matter what you think work, we reverse engineered. It would have engineered. to work on both. It would have to work on both. All right, I just shared Stellarium specifically. So let me know if you can see this now. We can see it. Okay, there we go. That's perfect. All right. So we're in Australia and it's July. So that's, so the sun is north. Now watch where the sun sets. Okay. We're looking west. Shit. Sorry. Hold on. I already showed this. Go back to July. I hit too many buttons. Okay, so just look where the sun's setting, right? Setting from the north to the south. Yeah, man. Okay. I just now, showed that. You didn't, but hold on. I literally I'm gonna did. Go, I'm going to go to December. I'm going to go to the end of December. Okay, as far south as we can go. So now the, the sun is in the southwest sky, and it's still going to set to the left. Okay. And this gets more pronounced if I go a little bit more north, but I'm in the Southern Hemisphere. So according to your explanation a minute ago, depending on where the perspective is of the sun, depending if it's north or south of you, it should set in different directions. But it never if you see does. The actual, if you see the actual position and then you didn't actually represent what I said my argument was. So, so how can I put Stellarium to represent what you said? Stellarium is showing you what we okay. said because if you... Well, actually, I'll show you the actual measurements of Stellarium. That's how we actually made the model, right? You understand that, right? I don't want you to show me how we made the model. Okay. okay well, the this sun is how on flat Earth goes like this. Yeah, man. It doesn't matter if the sun is north or south of you in the southern hemisphere. It right. sets to the left. I'll share make my screen, and this one's yes. narrated for you, so I think Good. you'll make get that it. work with your azimuthal grid. I think you'll get it, and then we can move on because this has been the longest question ever. So I'm going to share my sound. It really wasn't even a question. We hijacked it. What? I don't think this was even asked. No, yeah, you you hijacked it, but it's all good. This is yeah, we went a little bit uh south, but that's okay. It's all good. All right, hopefully you can hear this. Mm -hmm. Well, so know. the answer to the mysterious magical sunset phenomenon as what's you can hear it. Yeah, face was talking about is really just as simple as knowing what the sun is, knowing that it's an apparent position, and knowing how to accommodate for it with the limit of vision. Right. So when the sun <laughs> When the sun rises, here's what we see. Oh, it rises and it sets. And you see how it's perfectly on the equator right here. It's perfectly symmetrical, right in the middle. Okay, super easy. So there's the one sunset totally explained. Let's go ahead and either change the time of year or 
change our latitude. We can do both because that's what de- that's what determines the angle of the sun on every model, by the way, not just ours. Here we go. Let's move it, let's say, inward. And then here we have a nice little arc when it comes back around. That's how we get this wonderful arc sunset going south. Wow, look at that arc. That's crazy. And then actually we can go back to a different latitude and we'll get, say, the inverse. We'll go over here. <laughs> and it's a little bit north. Oh, wow, look at that sunset. Wow, sunrise, sunset. And look, look at the arc. And we can Not also change the time the left, of year. Because again, this is how we get the analemma, right? Change the time of year. Someone who doesn't understand the different sun angles are latitude dependent over Earth probably has no idea what causes the analemma either, I would say. That that model didn't show the sun going to the left, Austin. That was the whole point. I can't hear you now. Yeah, we lost your audio there, Austin. You lost your audio, Austin. Oh, sorry. If you if you if you can admit that it clearly just showed both of them, it shows the if you understood how it's happening and saw the arc from one direction, you would know oh, that man. if you had changed the camera angle, it shows the opposite arc and it arcs back down and falls around to the side of south. So like yeah, I'm sorry if you don't get it, but we can move on now. Objectively, you can, you can it just, just keep showed saying it I don't ways. get it. It's, you have to say, it's absolutely absurd that you're sitting here just like saying things that aren't happening on the screen oh, and, and so acting sure like they're happening. That was your big that was your big I, argument. I'm sorry. Yeah. Guys. You you want to see suncalc.org? I just showed you that using Stellarium data and understanding the curved visual limit of like save in 3959 equidistant in all directions, you would get the same exact optical no, displacement. That's a, that's a different subject again. Uh-huh. It's the same subject. That's what the model shows. Yeah. Let's move into the next question. Because yeah, we Please. got lots He doesn't of understand it. He doesn't I, understand I it. I don't understand it. How can we move on to the next question if he's if he's going to sit there and and just like say I just showed everyone on. we can move on everyone just saw it you just said you did, you did not show everyone. the sun going south while it's setting in that yes. observation yes it no did. you didn't oh my gosh it's right. literally the we're, same we're, exact we're data from both... Stellarium yeah I think it's we're... not this Sorry, do you understand ahead. that the sun goes to the northeast as it's going around the earth do you understand do you understand this is that on Stellarium data. You understand that it would go this way, whether you're in the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere or the equator. People were saying I took an way. L. <laughs> Wait, let me say this one thing, and we should move on. He just pulled up Stellarium to show yeah. where the sun's setting. This yeah. program is built from Stellarium's data and showed you the sun setting for the relative observer so, position so begging based the question, on latitude. Begging based the on question latitude, is not an answer. It, okay, so you, you just said it didn't show it. And now you're saying, I'm saying because the model shows just move it. On. Okay, we're moving, on, guys. Is flat. we're moving on. We got to move on. Mega <laughs> Fandana is coming every in. Time you speak. Hold, on. Hold on, Austin. We got to move on. We're, we're going to keep spiraling if we don't. Mega Fandan says, if the world is a globe and it's spinning, why do I fall in the same place when I jump straight up? I think that question's for you, Globe McLobe face. Have to answer that question. <laughs> I mean, if you if, if you'd like to move on, I mean, uh, you know, we do like to entertain questions. Okay, that are, sure, yeah. Uh, properly um, pointed to the subject. Uh, conservation of momentum. You're moving with the Earth and the atmosphere. When you jump up, you're still moving with the Earth and the atmosphere. It's very, very simple. All I'm right. Not sure why that's a confused topic, but you can go watch videos of people on the back of a pickup truck, right? And you jump up or you throw something up in the air, it lands right back to you. Same concept. All right. Now we got a little bit of a, uh, a more silly one. We can just kind of move on from here. But LJ, always love to see you hanging out. Uh, Tarzan uh, would never think Earth is a spinning ball. 
Thanks for your thoughts all day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tarzan swinging through the trees. He's not thinking too much about the uh, old uh, globy poo. Kango44 says, Witsit, are you arguing for geocentrist globe or a flat earth? You have no evidence of either, so... Agree. And that's Kango's what's so funny. Right yeah, but, you know, my opponent just conceded that there's nothing that he can actually bring up that would show that the earth's not geocentric, so... This is just the facts that you guys are coping with, right? Which is that all observations in the sky show the Earth in the center. The heliocentric model says that's an illusion because space is accelerating and expanding in all directions away from every point, and there is no center. And no matter where you are, you're going to look like you're in the center. Therefore, it is an illusion that we're in the center. So when you say you have no evidence that the Earth's in the center, you're saying you have you can't account for any astronomical observation or evidence ever. That's what you're claiming is you can't invoke any of that. It doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. If you understood your model, you never say that. It doesn't have to be a globe for that to be the case. And if you understood how astronomy worked, you would know it doesn't have to be a globe to see geocentric observations. So, and of course, I gave you all the evidence for the flat Earth. You guys just say if you guys just say. Oh, no flat earth evidence again. You think that it somehow is a win and you'll just repeat it not like ad nauseum. So no one really cares. This is for truth seekers, not people that are dishonest. All right. Uh, truth seekers. Seems like yeah. we might have a good, good spot to move on from there, guys. Uh, let's try to do so. And uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Uh, LJ coming in again says, would anybody get on a 17,500 mile per hour roller coaster? Big laugh face. Um, you know, if talking you... about how supposedly like the ISS goes seventeen thousand five hundred miles. Per hour. If that roller coaster was in a vacuum and wasn't being, wasn't in encountering any air resistance, yeah, I would. It'd be fun. Any right. air resistance? Yeah, it's, it's minuscule. There's like oh. very, very few molecules up there. Yeah. You hit a gravity pocket, then it gets intense. There's gravity pockets. Interesting. That's what your model said. Tell me. You're yeah, on the ISS, they occasionally, like, they all fell down on an ISS live stream. They all fell, like, just yeah. like you do with zero-G planes. And they literally... the card that fell? They're a f no, 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 no. All the astronauts hit up against the wall during a live stream, just like you do in zero-G planes. And they claimed that it was because they hit a gravity pocket. Now, the other guy made Nobody a joke about a gravity... The other guy made a joke about a gravity pocket. The magician that dropped the, the card, he claimed it was connected to a rubber band and he made uh -huh. the joke. Yeah, that's what you thought I was going to say, but too bad. We're talking about the actual time the astronauts all hit the wall in the no, middle of a freaking Instead live of bringing stream. up the card, you completely just lied and said they all hit a wall and claimed it was a gravity pocket. Wait, wait, wait. So Who you're claimed saying it was a gravity pocket. So you're saying you've never seen the video of all the astronauts on the ISS hitting up against the wall? No. Okay, no, so... I don't think I would be lying just because you're ignorant of something. So we can move I on. I think you would be because okay. NASA's never claimed there's a gravity pocket. There's no such thing as a gravity pocket. They claim, well, it was more so something to do with like a the way that they had to randomly move and it changed the relationship of you gravity. Guys, you and guys their in momentum. the chat, are you listening to this? You're listening to this chat? Dude, it's a fact that all the people fell up against the wall in the ISS. That's a fact. Who claimed it's a gravity pocket? Okay, so I can't remember exactly what they. Nobody did. They... That's the point, dude. You wait, just wait, 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 wait. Okay, what then? What's the explanation? Not a gravity pocket. Let's go see the video, and we'll give it get an explanation. Okay, I've, so I, I've I, seen a I, lot I, of. I may ISS be videos. wrong. I I've may... never seen it. 
I may be wrong about gravity pocket. They, they may have said that the relationship of zero G and the angular momentum changed in such a way that there was a net gravity situation for intents and purposes. And that's why they all free fell against the wall. That's a fact. And someone only, has referred to it as a gravity pocket. That's a fact. The only well. time I ever heard gravity pocket was the card thing. Okay, but you've I never even seen this video. Right, last word we'll have for here, uh, Globy, and we'll move on. Sure. So, um, the, and the only time they've ever fallen or or moved uncontrollably is when they're when they're actually firing the thrusters to correct their uh, orbit altitude. So maybe that's what you saw, but there's never been a video of them all falling into the wall, and then NASA claiming it was some sort of gravity pocket. You know, you're going to admit it already. You know, someone's just going to clip you and then put it right beside the yes, video. Yes, I hope they do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All Rough right, outing, bro. I'd ask you to see it, but I know you don't have it. <laughs> so well, let's funny. move on there, guys. Alex, $5. What's it? Can you walk us through uh, the flat Earth model prediction for the next solar or lunar eclipse? Uh, yeah. All eclipses are predicted based on cycles and relative latitude and astronomical observations and aren't exclusive to heliocentrism at all. And actually, I challenge anyone here to actually show me how it, it requires a heliocentric models in the formula, heliocentric values in the formula to predict the eclipses and where they're going to be. It doesn't. We actually have all the eclipses predicted on a flat earth and it's it's not exclusive at all. You have a coordinate system transform and then you just map out the sky based on the cycles. You get the relative latitudes of the positions and we can we can predict all eclipses as well. So you now we have predict a predict them except you can't explain why they haven't. Oh, uh, but he asked wait, didn't he just ask okay. about predicting them? Are, but you're claiming you can predict oh, them. He Great. just asked about predicting them. Okay. You will ignore the other part that you can't. So all the, so so you agree that all the Globers, including MC2 and all these people that claim you can't predict them and that you have to know that the Earth's in a heliocentric model are just patently wrong and doesn't have anything to do with heliocentric model and we have all the math and if I need to pull it up, I will. No, I don't think we need to see any more of your math. Um, but again, you have no excuse for how they happen. So predict them or not, You'd have to invoke magic on your model for it to happen. There's a 651 great astronomical uh, year, right? Cycles of 325 or 326, 18-year lunar cycle, 18-year 10 and 11-day, uh, 10 or 11-day eclipse cycle, solar cycle, transit cycle, recorded history. So then you just take all of this data, then you can actually fully replicate and predict everything, including location. If you actually understand relative latitude observations on a flat Earth. That's begging the question. You're, the globe, you're taking the globe. Has nothing data. to do with the globe. Has nothing to do with the heliocentric model. And we've been challenging all these people that claim it does. Show us where in the actual formula that they use that it accounts for the heliocentric model at all. It Last doesn't. Five. It accounts for a stationary Earth. All right. PT it's, Collins coming in. Uh, what's it? Remember when we proved that a basketball was flat by taking a zoomed-in photo of one? Uh, no, I, I don't remember ever claiming that. Like, what? Yeah, we know that you're. We know that your claim is that the earth is such a big ball that it just always looks flat. Yeah, we get it. Or it's just not a ball and it's flat, right? So. All right, let's move on. Uh, Chris, Barry, uh, let's try to get one here uh, for uh, Globy uh, just to uh, uh, get you in here uh, and give you a last word. So how did Globy isolate gravity from electrostatics from LJ? Did I do some some sort of experiment that he wants to know about? I don't even know what he's talking about. Um, I guess he's talking about in general. Yeah. 
Um, okay. In, in general, isolating electrostatics. Well, you can do something like uh, Cavendish experiment, right? You, you, you can use lead, electrostatically neutral. Um, yeah, you can ground everything, make sure everything's tied together, right? So there's no charges built up on one thing versus the other. And uh, yeah, I guess that's what he's talking about. That's what you can do. All right, let's carry on. Uh, Awaken Heather, Awaken Heather, sorry. Uh, Globy, can you steel man a flat earth sunset? And then we'll get one for you. With steel man a flat earth sunset. Sure. The sun gets so far away that it just gets, just disappears. It goes beyond your, your, well, I don't know. It depends. The atmosphere could block it at some point. If you have a really thick atmosphere that day, uh, it could, could set sooner than other days so i'm not really sure how that works but i guess the argument is it just gets so far away that it just disappears which is nonsense because it doesn't shrink pretty terrible oh man um, the one you correct me what is it well you forgot the most important part that is that it disappears into the vanishing point that's called the horizon the optical location where the ground appears to converge with the sky that isn't actually physical right so it just goes into that horizon that visual limit does slightly fluctuate sometimes the sun i don't know if you've ever seen it. it's pretty cool actually the sun will disappear from the bottom up like with the horizontal line it'll look just like a normal sunset sunset like up above the horizon mm, i've seen it's pretty, that it's pretty cool but mm -hmm. so yeah it's just an optical effect it disappears and it doesn't change angular size because it's within your curve visual limit so it's basically equidistant to you oh it is that's interesting it's the only object in the sky that's equidistant from you as it no everything no, no. Everything is going to be within your equidistant visual limit. So it's perspective to the point of convergence, but it doesn't just doesn't shrink because it's within your what? What'd you say? It's it's outside of your visual limit. So you see the apparent it's location. Which would be, your visual yep, the, yeah. So the parent the apparent location would be equidistant. Equidistant, right? Even though it's not equidistant. If it was equidistant because of the apparent location of the curved visual limit, then would it change angular size? Isn't a plane equidistant? Isn't a if boat it's equidistant? This, if, if, Isn't anything else going away from us in your world equidistant because it's all in this sphere of vision? Yikes, you're lost. No, because the plane is within your visual limit. We're talking about something from outside of it, so it remains the same distance away from you. If a plane gets closer to me, then it's not the same distance what's, away from me. What's your I asked you then? if it if it stayed the same distance away from you, would it change angular size? If it stayed, of course. Of course it wouldn't, but it's staying the same distance from you. The sun is not staying the same distance from you. Apparent location is. Very, very a... further away. Thousands of miles further away. Yes, it's much further away than your curve visual limit. So you only pick it up within your curve visual limit, which is equidistant in all directions. And you literally had to so reverse saying, engineer. You're literally sitting here saying the sun's physically getting thousands of miles away from you, but your curved visual limit is making it seem like it's the same distance from you. That's what you're saying. That's the steel man of what you just said. No, you're not really yep. getting it. No. So, what is it? dude, listen, man. Your you curve visual curve... limits. It's so the sun is closer. It looks closer than it actually is because that's the limit of your vision. Yeah, it's an apparent location. Yeah. Yeah. If it's the limit of that... your vision, you just wouldn't see it anymore. No, you wouldn't see if you wouldn't see it from outside of that. So you don't pick up the light until it's within how far you can see and this is literally how we measure the sky we take a zenith measurement an azimuth measurement we make elevation altitude measurements right 
We have mm -hmm. a meridian and then we do this in all directions and it gives us a little dome, which is why it's on Stellarium. You claim that there's a celestial sphere with a one-to-one -one ratio of a real sphere. And that's why it's a linear relationship as we move over the curved surface that make the stars change. And actually, no, it's just that we have a curved visual limit, like exactly what we measure that you hijacked. You then hijacked our angular resolution limit as well. And then got the radius value, got the radius value from the curved visual limit, that's said fine. that the earth is curving. And what, let me say one more thing. This is just a fact. This is so funny. This this is the this most is obvious. I love when you say, say that because the next this word is the most, be this a is lie. most obvious. This is the most obvious tell, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. So Flatter says that everything changes with perspective and things go down when they're above you because of perspective. And then and that also applies to the stars. The globe claims, yes, that does happen with everything, but not the stars. The stars just do the same thing, but it's for a different reason. That's literally a still man of the globe. So uh, I think we'll stick with the with the one that makes sense and says it does the same with the stars. All right, last 15 seconds. Can you steal man the flat Earth sunset to you, Globy, and we're moving on? Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, sure. Um, I think anybody who's listening and just listened to that understands how nonsensical it is to claim a sun is getting thousands of miles away, but our optical limit is making it appear to be equidistant there as it is above us. Right. It's absurd because that's how they measure that. Yeah, you're right. That's how they measure things as the azimuthal, right? The zenith angle. But you're saying as you look out, that object there is not really as far away as it is. Closer, that's what yeah. you're saying. Well, we're you're not... saying it's just magically closer to you. Not magically, it's just you can't see no, forever. No, it's magically. Right. Last word. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we got to move on because we are. Yeah, hardly, just move on. Let's move on. He doesn't get it. We're hardly even a uh fifteen -huh. percent uh, of the way through the uh, super chats. Dude, I applaud him for for be doing long, better man. than most people do at that question. To be honest. And this is, the, yeah, we've got some, uh, we've got a wild number of questions coming in here. So if you guys are uh, not aware, if you're watching on the podcast right now, we are live on Modern Day Debate. So if you're not hanging out on our live chat, uh, make sure you head on over to Modern Day Debate uh, and uh, take part in our polls and all the other good things that we're doing over here. Uh, like I said, if you're watching in podcast, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss these live uh, events. And uh, also so you can see them on YouTube. So when we're doing uh, these uh, screen shares, you can know uh what the heck's going on so <laughs> let's uh let's carry on guys um i just keeping aside oh no my canadian came out look at that earth is life what's it what is the difference between plane and geodetic surveying oh that's pretty simple so well we establish a local plum which is a vertical and then that's perpendicular to the ground which vertical perpendicular to vertical is horizontal. So we treat the ground like it's horizontal. And then you guys claim it's actually tilted relative to the center of a ball. You just can't tell, treat it like it's flat. And so anyway, we make the actual measurements using it, a plane survey as if the earth's flat. Then you guys take the plane survey, stitch it together, right? And you look out and you assume spherical trig, right? And you're like, okay, well, let's, we know there's a certain rate of curvature that has to happen over distances. We stitch that plane survey together to get the distances. We know how much it should curve. We have a predetermined window, and then we try to take averages with different types of measurements. That's the primary difference is, of course, that the plane survey neglects the notion of curvature and is used for all engineering and building in real life. And then the uh, geodetic assumes the curvature and isn't really used for actual engineering and building in real life. All right. 
let us carry on then. And uh, thank you again for all your super chats, everybody. We do appreciate it. So uh, let's carry up here. Chris Berry says, is wit debating McToon on celestial navigation? Well, just I don't know. Brief. Let me, yeah, I saw that he posted something on Facebook about how I challenged him to a debate on slash navigation and I'm, and I'm going to run away or something. It's like, no, my friend specifically wanted me to ask him if he, if MC Toon would debate it. So I asked him if he would debate it. Um, well, I'll host it. You know I will, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't want to say it yet. I'm pretty sure my friend wants to specifically debate MC Toon on slash navigation. But uh, yeah, I mean, I may would debate him in the future. I'm I'm uncertain. I said I wouldn't debate him anymore, so. Well, you know, send uh, send your friend my email. You've got that. So uh, uh, we definitely uh, are always interested in uh, new speakers. If it's uh, you know, if it is a new speaker, unless it's somebody we know, what's it? Is it somebody we a lot know? Of hit, a lot of history and interrupting usually. Oh, good. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> you know how that's always disagree. Uh, how it goes. Uh, <laughs> you disagree. Even Lord, for both, do you think the moon is made of cheese? Mmm, yummy. No, I'm not even going to no. entertain that. Yeah, what kind of cheese would it be, though? I don't know, man. I was trying to look at those pictures we got. <laughs> Hard to really make out those pictures. Mozzarella, for sure. Because they're like yeah. the worst pictures I've ever seen in my life. They're just absolutely a joke. 2024, are we getting right now? 2024, we got like the grainiest, most trash picture I've ever seen in my life. Bro. Like, yeah, but let's be honest. If it was very, very good pictures, you would just say they were CGI. Wouldn't know because they're absolutely right. terrible. Right. <laughs> you would just say that this one behind me was taken by Artemis. Last as year. soon as they show me stars and I can verify their positions, we'd be really heading in the right direction. And that's no cap at all. I'd be like, wow, that makes a lot more sense. But apparently you guy, if, if we could actually show a bunch of stars in relation to the moon or where they are, where they're navigating or videos in relation to their celestial navigation or whatever, you know, they say they use the stars. No, there's videos of Apollo with stars. What? Yes. There's videos of the stars yeah. in the Apollo of, missions? Know, not on the moon. I, no, not on okay. the moon, but on, on the way to the moon. Mm. Yeah, I've posted them. Okay, but so we, but you asked me what, what I would think, right, if Apollo they were high definition. Can you just admit that they're very uh, underwhelming and dissatisfactory images that we received from this alleged lander on the moon in this 2021? Last, this last one? Is yeah. the moon yeah. made of oh, cheese? All right. It was we're clearly a big fish. It was clearly a No, it could be plasma, out. though. All right. Okay. I'm so sorry, guys. It's just, it's, it's fun. It honestly is. Uh, so, it's just that. So we're. Um, I'm scrolling through a list. If you saw uh, where my scroll bar is right now, you'd be like, holy lightning, Ryan. No, let's, let's ask go, these questions. Let's go, let's go, Toby let's go. Walker, <laughs> is the moon made of cheese was the question. I see how you guys can vamp. It's awesome. Let's Toby take Walker. 20 minutes on that one. <laughs> yeah. Toby Walker says, why was Ruyong Wang able to measure linear velocity with an inferometer in a lab in, 20, uh, in 2004, but we can't measure Earth's linear velocity with interferometry yeah sorry thanks <laughs> i got you brother interferometry what do you that's do a with? question for you he said basically why was wing able to detect and measure linear motion with interferometer in 2004 but we can't detect the linear velocity of the earth's orbit with what was wang measuring i'm not familiar with what wang was measuring i'll send you that paper too i actually will if you'll give me your email i'll send you all the papers i'll give you my email it doesn't work. It, it It's a big, big problem for relativity. The only way that anyone's even tried to explain it yet is they invoke absolute space, which is, you know, not allowed in relativity. But yeah, I'll send you the paper. Just send me your email. 
All right, let's carry on. Toby Walker asked, why does GPS range measurement have to account for the relative linear velocity of a receiver craft? This indicates linear velocity measurable with electromagnetic wave propagation. Can you say it again? Is that for me? He says, say it again. It probably is. They're probably coming at you, bro. I'm going to try to help you. What, what was the question? It says, why does GPS range measurement have to account for the relative linear velocity of the receiver craft. This indicates linear velocity measurable with electromagnetic wave propagation. Yeah, so they're saying that GPS accounts for like a variant speed of light that it changes, and you have to, it's C plus V. You actually have to account for the velocity of, say, the actual satellite or whatever is moving. So it's, uh, Relativity says you wouldn't have to account for it. So it's saying that light changes its speed. And why does the range measurement equation that GPS uses to get distances has to account for uh, light being variant if relativity says it's constant? All right. Is that what he was asking? I'm asking, I'm rephrasing the question for you. <laughs> I get it. You may not have heard of it. So I, like they're saying that, dude, just so you know, GPS... To get the proper distances, they have to account for us changing the speed of light relative to their velocity that it's moving when it should just be C. It shouldn't change. But to get the right distances, they have to account for a variance in C, like a variant C. So C plus V, C plus the velocity that it's moving, um, which is directly in opposition to relativity. But the range measurement equations say you have to use it for GPS to be accurate. So. Are right. you talking about the adjustments needed from GPS satellites? Is that what he's talking about? The speed up based specifically on the anisotropic distribution of light. Yeah, like the speed of light changing. Yeah, yeah. That's the, rel that's the rel relativistic change of time due to the distance away from Earth. No, C plus right. V doesn't. That's what he's talking about. No. All right. Let's carry on then, guys, because it seems like we're getting caught up on that one. Kango 44 that's in the weeds. Says, the London Underground took the curve of the Earth into account during its construction. Tow tanks for testing boats. Hulls take the curve of the Earth into account. Thoughts, gentlemen? That is a famous one that took the curvature of Earth into account, the London Tunnels. But I think the question was really for you, so I don't know what you got. I mean, I missed it. So something about what about bridges and tunnels that account for Earth's curvature allegedly? Uh, the London's underground, the London Underground took the curve of the Earth into account during its construction. Tow, really? Tow tanks, that's crazy. Boat hulls take they, the curve. It's also they man, literally that's, they that's literally crazy. Had, they would have had to build it in segments bigger than ten miles. They literally were building it and had to stop because the tunnels weren't meeting each other because the data they had was so old it wasn't taking into account earth's curvature they had to it doesn't even make any sense they had to resurvey the area it does make sense because they weren't taking into account Earth's curvature but they would they have to be building in segments over 10 been. miles they yeah it's 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 tunnels underground yeah they're, but they're not building they're in segments long. they're leveling it off i mean yeah, whole, i'll look at it i'll look at, I'll look at it once why would you have to build the whole segment at once what are you i'll look about? at it man all right go look at it all right Padme the cat says NASA, sorry, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's carry on. Padme the cat says, NASA can you tell uh, NASA can tell me that the next eclipse is the best place to see it. Why can't Fadi tell me the next eclipse, where the next eclipse is, and where to see it? When, sorry, the next eclipse is and where to see it. It's a little lack of punctuation there, but uh, it's asking why can't you predict uh, eclipses? 
is essentially the crux. I'll answer for we, you. you. You can. Yeah, we can. According to him. Lunar and solar eclipses, all of them, locations. It's not map specific, not coordinate system specific, not heliocentrism specific. I have it all right here. So. Okay. According, according to him. All right. So I uh, think hopefully that answers your question, Padme. Uh, Earth is life. What's it? Why do geodet uh, geodetic surveying textbooks and manuals say the curvature of the Earth must be accounted for at long distances? Because if the Earth was a sphere, it would have to be. So people assume the Earth's a sphere and at super long distances, and you would have to account for it to understand your optical long range like angle measurements. And of course, that means that they factor into all their other presuppositions and their cherry picking, right? So if you assume spherical trigonometry and assume that the Earth is a sphere and then make really long distance measurements of angles, and you have to assume there's a sphere, and then you assume, you know, infinite Euclidean geometry perspective, then yeah, I mean, obviously, it, you're, the question is basically like, why do people that assume the Earth's a sphere and believe that say that in order to measure it being a sphere with spherical trig, they have to treat the Earth like it's a sphere curving? Like, come on, you should know the answer to those types of questions. All right, let's move on. Isaac Tim says, another win for Flat Earth. Uh, and that's their first super chat. They said, end of Glober face. Uh, wow. Well, I hope to see uh, lots of uh, more of both of these speakers here on Modern Day Debate because you guys are a lot of fun. So Bonds says four ninety nine. So Bonds for four ninety nine says Globy is debate under influence of marijuana a winning strategy for Globe side. Just some constructive criticism. Well, I will tell you, Mister. We do not condone marijuana in this house. <laughs> All right, let me just carry on. Is a ball flat? Asks Ian McKenna. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what scale you're looking at it. Of course, a ball is flat if you get close enough to it. So everywhere we can actually see it in reality, basically. I mean, technically, it's never flat, right? But if you're small enough, depending on the ball size relative to the ball, you would appear flat for sure. Yeah, if the fairy tale globe model they told us was true, you would be correct, sir. Okay, but that's not a point to discredit the globe. Standing on your backyard and going, it looks flat to me, so therefore it's flat, is not an argument. Yeah, right? but physical empirical Occam, measurements falsifying razor radius, is not a thing, right? All right, let's move on from there. We'll it's, give not, you, it's not a thing. Falsify the radius. <laughs> Coming in for that Never been word. done. All right. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I mean, you say the last word, bro. Last word. Uh, there you go. All right. My shield is discussed. Asks Austin, can you draw a map that arranges the continents and oceans with their known dimensions on a flat plane? We know the width of Australia or the Pacific Ocean at any latitude from east to west. How do you know the How do you know the distance in in the in the southern oceans? That's absolutely not true whatsoever. But let me go ahead and school you guys on this because people really think this is a good argument for the globe. They're like, oh man, Australia looks different on a flat Earth map. It's like, okay, first of all, man, you guys need to understand coordinate systems and maps, right? And how they're just transformed. Secondly, you need to also understand that, for example, if we use GPS for distances in the South, right? If that's what you're going to invoke to prove the distances of Australia and knowing how big it is, well, GPS uses meridian corrections. Admittedly, in their own paperwork, you talk about how they have to subtract distances in the South for the distances to work with the GPS spherical coordinates of the assumed symmetry. So they have what's called meridian corrections, GPS. And of course they could just hide the vast majority of it in the oceans. Even Australia could be much like we have it mapped out. And the second, the second supposed evidence of this 
is the way that the plane will travel like say east to west and then north to south and that it's about the same and when the guy pulled it up it showed that no it actually for the same distance it takes gross different times so if they're going the same speed but different times it can't be the same distances so anyway long story short it could look a lot like it does on the globe still be on a flat earth they've hidden the oceans in my opinion the distances are hidden in the oceans for the most part are you listening to the conspiracy Nonsense. I just stated a fact. A meridian no, no, correction. You, you stated non, 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 non facts there. You know you're, what you're GPS meridian corrections are? I'm not talking about that. You're claiming we don't know the distance, like the size of Australia. That's what you're no, claiming I didn't. right I, now. No, I, I said that even it could be correct, but we use GPS meridian corrections. I said they could have just hit a lot of the distance in the, in the ocean. Next one coming in, Rudolfo. A lot of distance in the, in the ocean. Yeah, GPS meridian corrections, my brother. Look it up. Okay. All right. I'll look it up. All right, that yeah, one was for Austin, should. so I did want to give you the last word. So uh, Rodolfo coming in, Garcia, uh, sorry, Rodolfo Garcia says, Hey, Flat Earthers, have you measured shadows at the same time in different parts of the world and found the sun position or something? You have not produced a universal Flat Earth model, right? He asks. In follow it up. Incorrect. Incorrect. Do you want me to show it again? I'll show it again real quick. Yeah, you can screen share. Real quick. Okay. The flat Earth model? Yeah, here you go. So this would explain the relative apparent position, thus all the relative apparent shadows. Uh, this explains every single observation in the sky throughout the year. And this is uh, a beautiful model. Important note, uh, some globers misrepresent perspective and misuse this globe model. Hmm, interesting. To attempt to discredit flat Earth, a bunch of unnecessary bendy light lines. This flat Earth dome model can make correct predictions for many observations because the globe model was derived from the same celestial observations in the first place. This flat Earth dome model is entirely based on observed cyclical celestial patterns and orbits. It is in no way, in no way uses Newton's laws of gravitation and motion, the bending or warping of space-time, or any heliocentric specific attribute for calculations. In the real world, it uses in real world measured 3D orbits, constellations, inclinations, axial tilts, distances, and velocities in the correct sizes and masses of sun, moon, and globe, earth to calculate all observables. So it's basically pointing out here that we're just using Solarium data. We map it out like it's a curved visual space. You guys claim that that's because the Earth is curving. We're saying, no, we're not crazy. We know that perspective also affects the stars. We have a significantly stronger position, and it accounts for everything in the sky, including the shadow positions. Thank you. It's rough out here for you guys, 2024. I'm be real with you. Oh, he left. What happened? It's okay. I, you thought I was gonna go really long. I tried to be. I tried to be fast. Did I get back at just the right time? Pretty good. Yeah, you're good, bro. That's you're good. good. That's I good. mean, yeah, because it's crazy. And I was about to start going in on how the fact that GPS actually uses the fact that the speed of light isn't constant. You have to account for velocity when relativity specifically says it isn't. So either GPS is wrong or heliocentrism and relativity is wrong. But we'll. We'll hold off on that. Well, I'm so glad you behaved yourself while I was giving my wife a kiss goodnight with it. Not yeah, opening up a can of worms or anything over here, mister. Yeah. All right. Nominal asks, uh, Globy, you should have a real photograph of the entire Earth from space as your background. Debate er over. Over. All right. There's one. Wiscomat says, what's it? Does the globe model violate any natural or physical laws? If so, which ones and why? Second law of thermodynamics, which says that entropy will increase in all spontaneous and naturally occurring systems and that the amount of use of energy will decrease over time as applied to a pressurized system, which people call the atmosphere, even though gases have no inherent shape, and it would fill the available space violently and immediately. 
So it would, you know, because of pressure mediation, seek equilibrium and fill the available space. So yeah, the current globe model violates the second law of thermodynamics. Um, and pretty much a bunch of things. If you get into like the heliocentric big bang, cold, dark matter cosmology, then actually that universe type of model, right? That cosmology uh, violates the first law of thermodynamics combined with the second law of thermodynamics, denoting it requires a beginning and that there must be an external supernatural source, which is the opposite of what the big bang currently claims. But anyway, so yeah, the second law, big time, uh, it's rough out here for the, and, and that, and oh, well, same more thing, and that in reality, in actual physical reality, physical laws are all determined and verified and, and applied in relation to the lab frame, which is the stationary earth lab frame, right? And we can measure absolute motion. The globe claims that you can't do that and that the earth is actually moving. So it's like, yeah, they just violate all physical laws if you want to really get into the lab frame part of it. All right. Let's carry on. Sean666 says, oh, why did you trigger the Iron Maiden, Sean? All right, why would governments and space agencies around the world spend billions of dollars to perpetuate what you believe is a lie about the Earth being round? Also, Witsit, you are a conspiracy theorist. They accuse you. Well, you're a coincidence theorist. You think that the angular resolution limit of the eye just so happens to reverse engineer into 3,958.8 miles if you assume the Earth's sphere physically blocking what would automatically disappear because of your eye. You think it's a coincidence that if you take the angular resolution limit of your eye and where things would fall below resolution the distance so you wouldn't be able to see them, if you reverse engineer that, you can get the exact radius value of the globe model, which is 3,958 miles you think that that's a coincidence i would say you're a coincidence theorist and i just you know i accept truth even if it's uncomfortable or unpopular because what's true is rarely popular what's popular is rarely true all right uh let's see free free palestine says the greeks built a flat earth model as a non-rotating plane in the center of the universe the antithera mechanism aka flat earth working model is what they said how is the antikythera mechanism a flat earth working model it just predicts where the planets are yeah a stationary flat earth civilization but you should go look up the documentary the mechanical realm i'll plug it it's about the antikythera mechanism it's very interesting the mechanical I realm agreed. uh they you know fascinating device but certainly doesn't prove a flat earth yeah i wouldn't say it proves a flat earth well, some argue it does. Go watch the mechanical realm, antikythera well, mechanism. The only reason they say it does is because they think that means the stars have never changed, but they they do measurably. So, um, okay, no, disagree. There's a progressive cycle in the sky, and it's not what you think it is. And your parallax measurements go the wrong way a lot. I don't want to open up that can of worms. Let's just okay, mechanical <laughs> realm documentary, antikythera mechanism. Did you disagree? Cool. We've measured the proper motion of stars over the last couple hundred years. You measure the proper motion of stars, and that proves that it's actually not the stars moving, but it's us moving? That's what you believe. So I think that's No, weird. no, no. It proves the stars are changing their location in the sky. In, in relation to the elliptical. Is, they don't change. They're always they're stationary, and they, everything revolves around Polaris, right? You Next think in relation to the elliptical orbit of the Earth? In relation to the elliptical orbit of the Earth. Yeah, all right, let's go. What you think? <laughs> Rodolfo Garcia asks. I think they move in the sky. Yes, they do. You're right. The stars move in the sky. Yes, they sir, do. Brother. You admit that. Yeah, yeah. They, they move in the sky every day. No, I don't mean like rotate. I mean, move their physical position. You think they don't move? Crazy. I just said they do move. 
Well, you think they look like they're moving, but it's an illusion. What? Well, I know I'm obviously trolling you. These are such like so weird straw mans. Are you just tired at this I'm point? I'm obviously trolling you. Speaking of straw man, I'm out of drink here. Like, right. yeah, you I'm think that there's actual too. motion and illusion, illusory motion. We get it. Whatever. A lot of the drink. claim progression is such long cycles. You can't verify it. But you can because you can measure it over time. Yeah, that's what you say. All right. You guys, if you want oh, to. Are, are the astronomical okay. almanacs wrong? Um, Dating no, back to they assume a, they assume, they they assume a negligible progression over long distance, long periods of time. Not negligible. Yes. How is it negligible, negligible when you? Because it's actually... such a small, minute. Are we don't have resolvability that would detect it over the course of many, many, many decades. So how how long is Polaris expected to move over a hundred years? How long is it expected to move over a hundred years, or how, how much? Is it... How much? How many degrees? I don't know. Not that much. Enough to measure. I, I don't know. Supposedly. You just claimed it was too small to measure. It's like every 72 years, it moves like a really, really small amount, allegedly, but whatever, bro. There, every maybe 72 the... years, it's always moving. All right. Yeah, but it's not measurable till it's every just, 72 years. It's slow, so it takes a long time to... Oh, yeah, okay. Or maybe move. it doesn't do it. Let's move on. Or maybe you can measure it year to year and see. go back to the almanacs and see it, how it has moved over the years. All right, let's move on. Right there. Maybe, maybe it progresses. You, oh, what's, you always got to get that last word in there. You are such a stinker. Or maybe it doesn't. <laughs> I have to correct his misinformation, man. <laughs> so do I. Uh, did you want to grab yourself another drink there, Woodset? Yeah, low-key, if that's cool. That's cool. That's A1. I'll find right, something cool. here for uh, Globy, unless you want to grab yourself a drink as well, and I'll just do some uh, housekeeping. I'm out, but it's getting late anyway. I should stop. Oh, yeah. You're going to get yourself in trouble, are you? Everybody you gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. Get the kids on the bus. You know that kind of shit. I hear you. Everybody else thinks I'm just thrashed. They're like Ryan's totally done in tonight, but not yet. Not yet. I'm just a regular parent. This is just how things are. It just never ends. Never ends. And and also yes, I'm having my beer and having my pen here. So let's see. We got one here for you, uh, you uh, Globy. While Witsit grabs his drink, well, he's pretty quick. For the heliocentric model, the signs eclipses give an example of a shadow being smaller than the object or part of the object obstructing the light. Clean that one up, November. Behave yourself. You're going to have to say that again. I said for, so so he's saying you believe in the helios, heliocentric model. Besides eclipses, give an example of a shadow being smaller than the object or the part of the object obstructing the light. It it does. Is he trying? I'm trying to understand the question. Is he trying to ask? Is he trying to say the shadow can't be smaller than the object? Is that what you're trying to say there? I can't interpret that question. Maybe I've had too many drinks. It's okay. If that's what he's saying, it's crazy because I've heard that one before. But you can absolutely cast a shadow smaller than the object casting the shadow. Like the shadow can be smaller than the object. It just depends on how far away the light is. LJ uh, also asks, says, uh, why is Globy's background CGI? It's 2024, bruh. You should just be floating around, I guess. That's oh. called that's called nuh-uh, because none of you can ever prove this is CGI. She's, yeah, I was gonna say, are you just are you just in space drinking? Is that what we're supposed to believe here? Run I'm Boston. Actually, the cameraman behind filming. <laughs> It was you all along. It was me. Oh, gee. 
man, a lot of people are going to be disappointed, I guess, or excited. I don't know. Run Boston Bears says, McLober, I'll bet your balls boy thought it was so funny when you snacked on lettuce every time you didn't understand what Austin was talking about. It's not worth salad when it makes sense. Well, that's not I, much of a question. I, it's not a question. It's a statement, but I'll reply to it. Um, I've, I've asked many flat earthers when they've said that to explain what Austin has said. And it's never been able to be replicated because whether he's actually reading from, I don't want to talk about, he's not here, but when he's actually reading from a, from a paper, that's, that's fine. It's not word salad, but he, he's not understanding what he's reading. He's pretending he does. Uh, and quite often other times he's just saying some random stuff. So yeah, it's not, it's not about not understanding. Now, now all the flexing's over. Oh, he's uh, back. Shush. Not, not, now I'm back. No more lying. Lying. I, yeah yeah we're well yeah we'll just, the uh, we'll just zip it up no honestly yeah we were just talking about how uh, how you don't know what word salad means i get it how yeah how wonderful salad is honestly no um how you guys don't know how to use it properly i get it me oh, i was just gonna say don't i was just gonna say don't come after me no i was just say uh it's just cope because they don't understand the point so it's a way no, it's like when you no. explained you explained moon phases the other day. It was fantastic. It was like, no, it, you like, talked about you don't understand inertia it. and ethereal motion. And yeah. it's all just words that you made up. I can, I can repeat it right now. Right. I said, I know it's you can because it's a script. <laughs> it's just like the center, something to the effect of it's just like the center of a feral cell image of a magnetic field. That black hole in the center is actually just pure potential. It's inertial, meaning that it's not changing. It's an inertial state of pure mm -hmm. potential and that it goes through an energetic cycle just like the the cycle of a magnetic field so that's not word to do salad. with the moon we got a that's similar word salad. that's it's word salad word because salad. all those words don't tie together to answer the question it does because i'm saying it, it may actually just be energetic cycle of electromagnetic polarization that give you the same type of black over top of it all right sure. i was i was trying to inject there, guys and uh get the not word salad but oh, uh sorry if i made poor comedy there uh, austin you know i love you bud uh let's see rudolfo garcia says hey flat earthers have you measured shadows at the same time in different parts of the world and found the sun's position or something you have not produced a universal flat earth model read right? that one you, re you read oh. that one i sh i showed my model and oh, how he was yeah uh, we, can, we was... can predict everything in the sky and he's just wrong yeah I was doing the magic scroll up there. My bad. Texas Sniper no says Barj uh, Khalifa is so tall that Ramadan fasting changes based on the floor you live on. This makes sense on a globe where the higher altitude lets you see further over the curve. Can you explain that on flat? The angle of view increases as you increase altitude. You can see further over a flat surface as you get higher as well. The fact that you guys don't know that still is pretty sad. Okay, let's see. I am says, how is a plane survey not a flat Earth measurement, especially when considering plane is defined as a flat surface on which a straight line any joining any two points on it would wholly lie? Because you're not measuring something to to test whether it's flat or not. That's why it's not a measurement of flat Earth. There's assumptions in those measurements, right? So what I'm asking for is a measurement without assumptions, like I provided in the beginning of this debate and that were hand waved off. Okay. You can actually measure whether the earth is flat or not. And it's not. Except that we measure the earth to be flat and plane survey measurements on no, the you earth. You assume it's, you, you, 
you assume it is by omitting things. Right? Like what? You would omit the curvature of Earth. It's not there. You, you're assuming it's not there. That's no, why but they're omitting it. I get it. I, measurements I get it. work. That's why it's... They're, no, it's, it's, they're negligible. That's why they work. They're 66 feet of curvature in 10 miles, though. Okay, but we're not talking about 10 miles. We are. We are. I just now read the engineering, the civil engineering textbook that says up to 100 square miles that we use plane survey measurements okay. for all engineering. So we can move on. Coming in. Earth mm -hmm. is guys are coping. Yeah, we're, Earth is we're, life we're is definitely amazing. coping. I just want a flat Earth measurement. I want to see a test done with a measurement and go, look, Earth is not curving. Why plane survey it been done? measurements. Plane you can't survey. just randomly say plane surveying. Show me one. Do one. All of one of you guys do one. Next one's coming in for you here, right. uh, Witsit. Earth is life. 2024, asks, you do it. Witsit, in your debate with Will Duffy, you claimed planes in the South travel at 950 miles per hour. What distance would that plane cover in 14 hours, and what is the maximum range of a 787-9 Dreamliner? Okay, I didn't actually claim any specific speed. And uh, the planes that fly in the South, typically, they, they can go over 650 miles per hour. And we know that jet streams can go over 250 miles per hour. Like just recently, the, it made the news in the north that planes were clocked all over the place, multiple planes on the same day going over 800 miles per hour when the planes actually were only flying like 500 or so when it comes to their actual airspeed because the airspeed is determined relative to the static pressure around the plane. But it's going much faster in general because the air is moving. So yeah, you catch jet streams. He said something about you would need them to go up opposite ways or whatever, like mm -hmm. provably jet streams go opposite directions at different altitudes. This is a well-known fact. No, prove it. Prove Qantas flight Q64, the path it takes has opposite jet streams above or wherever it's flying. Provably right prove, where the southern it. jet... Okay. Provably right where the southern jet streams are. They're at different altitudes. They go different directions. And if you knew how autopilot in a plane works, it actually maximizes its travel and momentum by air resistance so it tries to avoid air resistance so it's going to go with the air that's moving with it and avoid the air going against it automatically on autopilot and you can look it up it's it's a fact that the jet streams go different directions different altitudes that's how autopilot works but that's not why what i asked all right i just answered the question so no if you didn't i asked you to prove your claim that varying uh jet streams are used by that Qantas flight Oh, what I said is that it would automatically happen because okay. the it, that's fine. Let's the autopilot on. would automatically change altitude based on the the most optimal flight path, and this is well known. It's, it's so you can't on, prove there's multiple jet streams there. It's based on fly. air resistance, and you can prove that the southern jet streams, right, at different no, altitudes, go different I just directions. It's been mapped out. The data is well known. We use no, it's not well known. and many other things to do it, but to actually get the maximum speed of the jet streams is very difficult. Certainly in the south, that's according to NOAA, right? So no, it's not well known because I asked you for proof and you didn't just didn't even didn't even takes all them. the real takes all the wind data and you can go look at it. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, I'll go look at it. I think what we should do, guys, uh, just because of uh, what you'd said about time there earlier, uh, Globy, and I want to try to uh, mm -hmm. keep us within some of the realm of that. We're getting a little bit over time, so I'm going to set a 45 second timer. We're going to try to speed through some of these questions and we're going to keep it to the speaker so we're going to uh, cut the cross-examination guys uh, so we really uh, enjoy that but uh, for the interest of respecting Globy's uh, time constraints there we'll keep it to 45 seconds to get through Thy Messenger asks uh, actually membership chat came in says bodies of water rest flat 
and level, no convexity. 45 seconds. But they do uh, show the measurement of that in the beginning of the uh, presentation. You can measure convexity on any body of water, plain and simple. Uh, flat earthers misuse the definition of level. They think level is I'm measuring something level here and then I'm just going out infinitely far and that's the same level forever. That's level. That's not what level means. Levels relative to where you are. It's a measurement. It's a point measurement. So I'm level. I'm level here. I can measure something level here. But if I move 20 feet to the left, that's a different level. Some that's a. It's not the same level, right? And the further you get, the more pronounced it, it becomes. But this is measurable, which I showed. And if he missed the beginning, I suggest you go watch the beginning. Specular reflections. All right. Specular reflection. November says for Globy, why is Antarctica that's only continent that tsunamis do not wrap around but bounce back almost like a giant barrier? Mm. Why do tsunamis well, first of all, I need to see evidence of what the hell that's a random random claim that tsunamis don't bounce around Antarctica, but yeah, wrap around them, yeah. I don't know if that's. I'll help you out here. Actually, I'll help you out. PhD Tony, so he's a seismologist, right? He he debated me one time on here, and he said that it's because the continental shelf underneath Antarctica is different than other continents, and because it's so it's like so much closer to the edge, deeper down, or something like that, that the waves interact with it differently, and it reflects. So I don't know. That's what he said. I said something like that, but whatever that means, that's convenient. Convenient. I mean, is it a fact? No, it's just he just made it up, I think. But I mean, who knows? No, not his facts. Is it a fact that tsunamis don't wrap around Antarctica? Uh, yeah, my understanding is that they don't wrap around Antarctica like other land masses. I, uh, All right. That was he, he said that was an official answer for it. So I'm All assuming. Right. Let's carry on, guys. We Maybe. are past that time. So let's uh, try to carry on. Uh, John Smith says, Globe phase, are you. Um, I'm not sure what that means, actually. So I, sorry, John Smith, but this is probably not relevant and we'll just carry on. Uh, PLN, uh, this, I can't say your name. I'm so sorry. Uh, but asks, is Witsit still a fan of Russia? Not sure if that's very, uh, I read it earlier. Yeah. 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 We can't, we can't, we just cannot. I'm so sorry. So let me just say like, like, dude, stop trying to stereotype people that don't believe in the globe into using like all these different labels and stuff. It's super weird. Like, yeah, some of us didn't go with tyranny a couple years ago. It's okay. You don't have to stereotype us. Thank you. No stereotyping everybody in the live chat. That's what it was. You, were you agree? He's trying to like lump all flat earthers into one way to condemn them and make them look stupid and paint them as whatever. It's just called, it's called a, you get it, bro. Poisoning the well, a stereotype house. No worries. No worries. Uh, let's carry on. Kango says, uh, what's it shown in real time? The curve calculate matches the video of the earth. Still says no. Jeez. It literally did it. He literally didn't show it. We were supposed to just look at it and say, yeah, it looks close enough. It totally matches. I pointed out all the flaws with that video, and an honest viewer would see that. Um, but Kingo is, I wouldn't really classify him as that, so let's we'll move on. All right. John Smith uh, asks, uh, FE or Globe all agree that, uh, once again, off, off topic, but he says that Gaza is a tragedy, right? Uh, I mean, you know, depending on how no you comment. feel about that, maybe we would have a debate, but... Uh, oh, America must bow to Israel, man. Come on. Okay. Enlightenment takes on... Sorry, John Smith, but we don't have... <laughs> it's not very on topic. Globe had me laughing hard when he said 
uh, when he called your words word solid, I have a high school education. I can understand everything Witsit was saying. Globeside was sad. Did you want to say anything to uh, Enlightenment, uh, Globe? What's, what's his name? His name is Enlightenment Tuxen. It's Enlightenment Tuxen. Okay. Sure. He's free to come on and go live with me and uh, explain in uh, his own terms what Witsit was talking about. I'd love to hear it. You got it, Mr. B. Uh, and also, it's empty. <laughs> if you want to grab some more, you go for oh, it, right. um, But yeah, if you want to interact with uh, either of our speakers, they will be linked in our live description. Just to remind everybody, uh, if you're loving what you're hearing from either of them, hit them up. Mr. B asks, what's it? Can you please provide the math formula for the celestial navigation to find your position on the flat Earth that you claimed you have? Yeah, it's over here in some other folder, but it's just uh, it's a logarithmic relationship. It's the same thing. It's it's one degree per 60 nautical miles. It would begin to be logarithmic under 15 degrees. And your model basically says don't pull any uh, angle measurements under 15 degrees when you do celestial navigation because they're unreliable and don't do them over 70. So you picked out the portion that would be linear, even if it was logarithmic. So if you just take that R value, so the actual angle is down to the center of a sphere for you, right? But for us, it would not be that way. It would be out to the to the edge of where you're seeing relative to direction. So it's just inverted, only not a linear relationship. It's logarithmic. And every single globe earther that loves celestial navigation and all the math all immediately conceded that the math works perfectly on a plain Earth. So so have you not submitted to, to Toon's uh, challenge? Because his is just about a map, right? So like he, he knows that obviously if the Earth's flat, we don't know exactly what the South is like. And so he's not actually trying to see if you can explain the relationship of one degree per 60 nautical miles because that's been submitted to him. He just wants to use a trick about asking out a point in the south and saying you can't use a globe map when literally, I mean, longitude was created for the globe and then there was a patent that you have to use that system to make maps. So it's just a stupid dishonest. Well, I think that's the point though, isn't it? It's kind it's of a dishonest point. bet. All right, let's carry on. November says, Austin, you easily crushed this guy. Flat Earth gets the win. Uh, so he's uh, he's giving you a compliment there. So we do appreciate the question. It's not a question, but, uh, you know, at least uh, it's somebody that's not uh, saying anything rude. That's always nice. Thank uh, you, man. Much love. Yep. Uh, let's carry on here. We always appreciate people that just uh, hang out to say nice things. Uh, let's see. Uh, Coconut Cream Pie asks, where's Nathan Thompson? Not here tonight. We got the one and only Austin Witsit. Uh so we're having a lot of fun. November says, uh, invokes ring laser gyro has to Google it. And so they're, they're making commentary on the fact that you were Googling things. Do you have anything to say about that there? Sure. Uh, if you were intellectually honest, you'd have seen that I Googled a picture so I could show what I was talking about while I was talking about it. Or you can be a lying flurf and pretend like I was trying to Google what it meant. No, I agree. I agree. He just looked up a picture, which is why he butchered how it works. I think, Ooh, I think correct me uh, then. I can oh. mean incorrect me when I talked about it. Because it was it was close enough for me to point out my point. But you said I butchered it, so I got it completely wrong. You did a little you did a little uh, bit. I, I don't I, it's all good. It's 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 all about well, the interface. You can't say I butchered it and then just move on. I can actually. Let's just move on. I mean you did okay. Okay. All right. So now butchered okay. it may be a bit well, well you harsh. get the last it, it, you, it was very lacking of substantive specificity. Well let's be fair. This is for Globy, so uh last last word if you have any <laughs> last word 
I think it's uh, okay. Last word, Ari. You're good. I was gonna say I think it's totally fair to uh, Google things. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't know how to pronounce things. I gotta look that up just to yeah, know well, if I'm saying things properly. I'm like, well, I, nobody. I got know. you. I'm on here, brother. Nobody can know everything, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, of course, of course. But I, I mean, think it's a, I think it's I a humble thing. Even, so the problem would be when you read it off Google Live as if you're now stating it as a fact. You're teaching everyone that you didn't know, right? That would be the problem. Oh, I agree. Which not what I did, but. I'm not saying you did that. I'm just saying that would be the. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Enlightenment nice uh, toxins. Winston, do you have a good analogy for the globe side of how powerful 10 to the negative 17 TOR sitting next to Earth's 14.7 psi? They never understand this. A good analogy? No, not on the spot. I mean, the air would violently fill the available space. I mean, like even with a normal vacuum, if you put a soda in a vacuum chamber that's way weaker than that, it's going to just like explode. Uh, it's obviously going to be violent to fill the available space. So they have to invoke that gravity as a container and just kind of beg the question. So I don't know. They don't understand it. You're right. They say that it's gradient. As if that somehow means anything, which is change in pressure, delta X, you still need the antecedent for the pressure. And it does, where does it continue on forever? Where does it stop? Okay, why doesn't it fill the available space? They don't understand it, I don't think. But um, yeah, no, just think about a soda. Think about a soda. In, what's the diff pressure differential between a soda and the vacuum chamber? I don't know. Well, soda cans at like 30 PSI or something like that. Okay. Okay, so now you have 30 PSI next to, you know, Zero, say it's not zero, but what's 14.7 psi okay. next to a vacuum? What's it going to do? But it's not 14 psi next to zero. Yeah. It would the be straw man that's the straw man that you guys destroy, which is fine. You can destroy that all you want because it's not what's happening. Last five, it would be, unless, it would be unless you had a container that was actually Gravity giving you the, the finite volume to then fill out and get a gradient. Robert Polisher says, I hope Globy drops his green screen to show off his super cool custom light setup, space, and Legos collection. Oh, man. Like, what's wrong you with hope? having a Legos collection? Like, <laughs> is that is that a true question, or is he trying to be a little smart guy about it? I, I think, I think, I think he's funny. I think he's funny. But you know what? He, Am he, I freezing? I think you, I'm totally freezing. Yeah, you are fine. freezing. I was going to say, you know, I, I, I hide my background often enough, but there's my Hendrix worship corner there, you know. Dude, every, I'm going to leave and come back. I'm going to leave and come back. One. You know, it's a good time to uh, leave and come back because uh, we had a bit of a sidetrack question, and that's fine. See, look at that. You well, guys get to I see the like... whole screen, so I have to do it that way. Now I got to go up and put up my background again, see? But yeah. I feel like I got to show it now, so... You, yeah, as I say, we, we had the moment where we asked what we were drinking, you know, where we at, you know, so. Everything's mirrored, so I'm almost screwed up trying to show it, but there's the, the shuttle, the Hubble. Right? I, I got those guys, and then the ISS. I'm working on the Saturn V right now over here. Nice. So, putting the lights on the Saturn V right now. Well, hopefully Austin makes his way back shortly because we have quite a few more Super Chats to go. Well, let's just see what everybody is saying in the live chat there. I better fix my background too. But let's see. Just check the live chat. Make sure you guys are all just hanging out and having a good time behaving yourselves. Oh, yeah, no guitarist. Austin's back. 
here while he's joining back in and getting his audio i'll show you my sad story uh well not a sad story i just got to put it back together it's a shame i got it yesterday but i got to fix it I could hold it the whole debate, I swear. She's so pretty. All right. Austin, you made your way back. Glad you're back here up and running. Everything's good to go. So let's yeah. get back to our main screen. Now that we showed off all our backgrounds and let everybody know that uh, we are existing in the real world. We're here in the real space. Oh, and Austin is now not. <laughs> he is gone. All right. I was in my spaceship, bro. That was real. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you take it off there. Go, go, go. All right, let's say here. Um, Mr. B, we read that one. All right, now we've got a little bit sidetracked. James GP, Glober, in the video, you showed off the rocket launch. You said camera doesn't curve lines. The video showed the launch frame had a slight curve. Why? Because that camera was, the, was on the frame of the rocket the launch pad looking down at the rocket that was a different camera altogether and yes that was probably a wide angle camera but the camera going up on the rocket was not so yeah two different two different cameras that's why yeah. all right well let us carry on i was trying to fix my camera there so i can behave myself let's see here we got moderator globe face your clump your cup was empty at halftime lol uh, my cup has always got a, a little refill here next to it if I ever so need to. Um, my wife was awake for... Sorry, it's still ahead. empty. <laughs> I was going to say, you are welcome to take a second. It's fine. All right, so Globy uh, from Mean Joe says, how do you explain the sun fading away at sunset? Go ahead and say it never happens. The sun fade... It doesn't fade away at sunset. There's clear video with a solar filter of the sun setting behind the horizon. This is how we all see sunsets. Every human being sees a sunset going down. Now the excuses, there's, you know, all the excuses that we make for why it's disappearing bottom up. But then when people like him jump in with the question, we just see a sun fading off into the distance. It blows my mind. That's not how anyone sees a sunset. If there's clouds in the sky, sure, it might, it might obscure the sun as it's setting. So maybe it makes it appear to disappear, but, that's not how a sun sets on a clear day with a solar filter. You'll never see the sun disappearing off into the distance. It's literally been filmed with a solar filter disappearing at high altitude. No, it hasn't. It literally has. Are you talking about the David Weiss video? M many of them, yeah. No, they, no, they have. There's only been, all right. I've only seen one. It There's like David, five. It was David Weiss. There's like five of them. And he, he completely used the post-edit fade out. Wow. 100%. So you're actually accusing of editing the video? I'm not accusing. He did. It's been, it was analyzed by someone. I know. All right. <laughs> Let us carry on there, guys. Yeah. You can laugh all you want. No, no one the, sees by the, the way, by the way, like the global argument is that it wasn't a good enough solar filter. Dude. Just I didn't say, you say it wasn't a good enough solar filter. I said he Man, edited that's the, the actual film. <laughs> no, the, all the videos you guys show of, uh, you know, the sun being zoomed back in and all that never has a solar filter on it. 
Except that one did. All right. I saw in the live chat uh, somebody was concerned I didn't get to their super chat. Don't worry. We're getting there. There's just a lot of questions here. And uh, if I do miss your super chat, uh, just tag Ryan Thymod in uh, the Modern Day Debate live chat there, and I'll make sure that I don't miss your question. So James GP says, Glober, in the video you showed off the rocket launch, you said the camera doesn't curve lines. The video showed the launch frame had a slight curve. Why? We just read that one. Oh, gee, see, this is this is that 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 finger thing I was telling you about. Uh, you say mullet hat when talking flat Earth, small hat when lying. Not sure what that Not means. Not sure what that means. Is that another uh, another uh, comment? Then just move on. Not sure. Benjamin Scott says, "Globy, why on July eighth is ninety nine percent of the population of the Earth receiving unlight?" Sunlight, probably. Sunlight? Yeah, sorry. That's just a, that's just a typo. Because 99% of the population lives on one side of the globe. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, yeah, I mean, real quick. Sure. And it won't take, won't take too much time. Yeah, you got some time. This this part of this half of the globe, you look at it like this, is all ocean. And then you can see some of Australia here. The rest of the population is living over here. So yes, half of the globe or about half, it's a little bit more, right? A little refraction going on. But when you got to understand when they're talking about that also, they're talking about some any form of light, not just daytime, right? Dusk, dawn, you know, every time, every type of light. Okay. So, yeah. All right, Sean666 asks, why would governments and space agencies around the world spend billions of dollars to perpetuate what you believe is a lie about the Earth being round? Oh, yeah, we did read that one as well. We that one. Yeah, I was going to say, that was earlier because I was trying to find one for Witset because we asked you a few. I'm sorry. Uh, Benjamin Scott said, I mean, sunlight. Not sure what you're referring to. Let's see, he just asked, Globy, why on July 8th is 99% of the population on the Earth receiving sunlight? Oh, he was correcting his oh, yeah. typo. Un sunlight. I, I, I was giving the benefit of the doubt. I was like, is this something, the dude, oh no, the Canadian came out uh, that maybe this was something I hadn't heard of. Tiki Tack asks, uh, the Earth is in the shape of a peanut. Don't think so. <laughs> okay. That's a declaration of fun -uh. proportion, no, proportions, I would say. November says, Earth is not an oblique pyroid. Globy got crushed. Another declaration. Um, then Alexander L. makes a declaration says, utter destruction of Woodsit. Oh, my. We got some conflicting uh, people in the live chat, and they're letting it be known. Skidmark McGee puts in for five. Wit Witsit, why does your evidence begin? Uh, word salad isn't evidence. Y where does your evidence begin? Word salad isn't evidence. Your claims and lies are not evidence. So when does your actual evidence begin? That's all they have. It's it's like pretty sad. I feel bad for them, honestly. But um, they can never even give one specific example of word salad. And when they say they do, I just absolutely embarrass them and show that it's just that they don't understand words and it's really pretty lame tactic right so i provided all kinds of evidence much of it was just completely misrepresented half time it was you're lying no -uh, whatever i dropped all kinds of evidence specular reflections cannot have convexity or concavity because you would have diffuse reflection 
that proved that the surface of the water is actually flat. And we went on and on and on, plane survey measurements, line of sight, microwave, high frequency, interferometry measurements at different altitudes changing relative to solar motion and periodicity of the sun and the moon, which proves that it's not the Earth moving, the actual pendulum changing its precession based on eclipses and solar motion and periodicity of the sun and the moon, proving it's... Anyway, you get it. I gave a lot. I gave a lot. You're coping. And then you have to say that I used word salad because it's just some way to try to act like I'm like lying or not saying the truth. You're coping. You're coping. That's the answer. No, it's, it's what it is, is quote mining. It's more than more than word salad. It's quote mining. They want to my quote mind. All right. Quote. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Einstein, because we all know that he believes the earth was a globe moving around the sun. Right. So you're trying so? to, you're trying to quote mine him to invoke that he somehow admitted that he doesn't know if the earth's moving. I never said that. I said even and, he admitted that though he believed it, you can't actually prove it. That, but that's what you're insinuating, right? No, you're, I'm you're quote I'm, mining him to try to no. pretend like he didn't actually know it was moving. No, that's a lie. How's My whole lie? point that's is that he's a hostile said. witness. He's one of the best guys on your side that saved your model to claim it's still moving, and even he had to admit that you can't actually prove it. No measurements on the Earth, no tests on the Earth could ever prove it. So. That's not a good one. See if you got another quote mine. I never quote mine. I never cherry pick. I never do any of the stuff you guys said. Yeah, definitely not. Give an example of quote mining. You are over one. I, I just did. Right. Just explain why you're wrong. It, that doesn't mean you're right in your explanation. Okay. I if I had listen, it would be quote mining if I said uh, or cherry picking if I said Einstein thought that the Earth wasn't moving or something. I didn't say that. I said Einstein even had to admit that no optical or terrestrial experiment can actually detect the motion of the earth, even though he believed that it was moving around the sun. Even Einstein admitted it as a hostile witness. That's not quote mining. How about searching? I don't know what words mean. How about searching for papers using chat GPT and sending those links out as if they mean something? That's another lie. So what actually we saw it happen. That's another lie. So what actually happened was I did ask ChatGPT for extra sources once. I couldn't find them. I reached out. This is what actually happened. I emailed Bryant. I emailed Bryant Myers and I said, look, I can't find any of these papers. You used to be a professor. Do you have like access to databases? Maybe these are old papers. They got pulled, but you can find them or something. I can't even verify if they're real. Can you help me find them? And then he sent them to McToon. McToon did a video. McToon did a video and claimed that actually I claimed they were real just went around claiming they were real and I had read them. And now all the Globers repeat that lie. When actually I just reached out to a professor and said, I can't tell if these are real. It's funny how all the stuff you say about me requires it's, you to lie. It's funny how, how McToon get them. We got to move on. Because Brian Myers emailed that forwarded the email to mm. McToon and then McToon lied. Oh, okay. McToon lied. Mm-hmm. I just specifically stated what happened. All right, Mr. B asks, so no actual formula then grab it and ready to post on next super chat. Okay. Not sure, sure what that's in reference to. It might have been something we were talking about earlier, but uh, you know where to find our speakers. Jackson Hammer says, what's it if I fly my drone in the air and show you the curve and show you how objects appear beyond the curve? Will you concede? 25 seconds. Wait, what? It's asking that for him. He's asking if he showed you his drone uh, with it, uh, showing the curve, uh, would you concede? Concede what? No, I'm not going to concede that lenses impose curvature when I have high altitude balloons way higher than a drone. So would I concede what? That the lens imposed curvature and that the out the horizon rose with the drone? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd concede that. 
By the way, the answer is for the globe that perspective rises the horizon up, even though it's physically going down and away from you. And half the Globers don't know they have to say that. The smart ones do, and they openly do. A lot of them say, no, uh. It's like, no, the, it absolutely That's does tough. rise with you because of perspective. Perspective exists on the globe also. Just so you guys know. John it Smith says, you, but it also drops. John Smith coming in says, maybe modern day debate could have gloves off debates on occasion where both debaters and moder moderator agree to read all super chats. Could be extra entertaining. Uh, I usually read almost all of them, even the extra spicy ones, except for yeah. the, there was one. There was one, wasn't there, Witsit, that I was like, and uh, you saw it too? We just can't yeah. do it. No, he's like trying to get the channel struck. I don't know about any more of them. Yeah, yeah, let's not do that. Uh, it's no fun. Jackson Hemmer says, I love modern day debate, but every time we have a debate on this topic, we go off the rails. It's a slap in the face of my entire career. I'm an astrophotographer, and I use the Earth's curve all the time. You uh, objectively do not use the Earth's curvature to take pictures of the sky. So that's just ridiculous. If you want to talk about an equatorial mount, if you haven't understood how that does improve the Earth is curving, moving and i encourage you to look into it my brother but you can a hundred percent look at the sky with astrophotography without counting for earth being a ball that's insane to say something like that. i'm scared to ask why you would have to equatorially align in the southern hemisphere on a flat earth all right let's talk no, it's, we, we've already talked about azimuthal grid is how you made all the measurements and that's what he would be talking about is like oh well i can look at the relative angles and know where i'm at and assume for the curvature is like no we just talk about the time. logarithmic relationship on a plane let's carry on benjamin scott since my question was meant misunderstood what's it why on july 8th is 95 percent of the population in sunlight when experimentation has shown this is impossible he's asking me that question yes yes okay I Okay, it's not impossible at all. If the vast majority of the world's population lives in the north, <laughs> you have a local light source over a plane, it can be completely 100% replicated. If you're asking me to say why it can't work on a globe, I would say it's the physical geometric distribution of the light, not the actual like, people that see it. So I don't know if he's trying to get me to answer why it doesn't work on a globe or why it wouldn't work on a flat earth. Either way, I did both. Let's go. All right, let's continue. Eddie Torres, I did ask your question. Uh, a couple of them were just waiting for you guys to get down the list here. So uh, uh, sorry if you got impatient and uh, you were asking me in the live chat, but we got there. I killed Earl asks, I don't know where that equation came from, but the R slash uh, times R plus H equals sine times angle. The radius is different at the equator than at the poles, so the radius in the paper is incorrect in either direction. Any thoughts? Well, who who is it? Who is it for? They're saying I don't know this. Uh, this is from Michael Durrell. They said I don't know where that equation came from, but uh, r slash bracket r plus h bracket equals sin sin plus angle bracket okay just reading it long form there any thoughts what does it say after that it says something about it being different uh equatorial and at the poles yeah the radius is different at the equator okay. than at the poles so the radius Bro. in the paper is incorrect okay, in I, I know I, okay 45 it was about when I, yeah when i showed that that you can use the angular resolution limit of the eye to get the alleged radius of 3958.8 oh, and they're saying but the distance of the radius is different in the poles and the equator and i'm like what is it different 13 miles 
It's 13 miles different. That wouldn't change the curvature rate out of 4,000 4, miles anyway. That wouldn't change this at all. The angular resolution limit reverse engineered gets you the mean radius of the earth, which is 3,958.8. All right. Let's carry on. Ian McKenna says, please discuss the Haverstein formula in mathematic terms. Thanks. Bye. 25 seconds. Haverstein. Haversign? Haversign? Haversign. Would, what, what was the question? He, Sorry. What was I assume the he's asking you how to explain that. Haversign formula? Yes. It actually does. It actually falls apart uh, on non-local application, and again, you could just flip it over with the curvature of the of the uh, sky. All just reverse engineered from the eye. It's very simple. Reverse engineered. I mean, you can plug in two GPS coordinates, and that's how we made the globe model, my brother. And pop out the radius number. That's how Jackson we made the globe Hemmer, model. We're at time. There asks America landed, or sorry, there making a declaration but i'll read it jackson hemmer thanks for your third super chat says america landed on the moon yesterday go americans by the way this proves the earth is round we can see it well thanks for that we're not going to go down that one because yeah. we will get you guys back for that exact thing i'm sure that'd be uh, something we can entertain run boston bear asks what's it will you please explain how we see in straight lines close and what happens at great distances 25 seconds yeah so whenever we see close we can use euclidean geometry with like decent reliability but as we get closer and closer to the convergence or the limit of our perspective where things begin to converge the distance what happens is things from the top converge down things from the bottom converge up and, and from the sides converge into that vanishing point in front of you so it just starts to curve and compress into the distance that has been proven by many different universities by by super advanced robotics updating their learning methods so until you get out to the extremities that's when it becomes more of a curved logarithmic function and begins to compress into each other at the edge of your visual limit which is exactly how we measure the sky for all recorded history. All right. Uh, let's see. I have one other message about a missed super chat. So I'll ask this one that I got here from the same person, and then we'll dig around. Uh, Run Boston Bear says, What's it? Will you please explain how we see? Yeah, just read that. I just did that. Eric, uh, I'm going to look for that other one, though, uh, when guys that you asked about in the, super, in the uh, live chat. Eric Waters says, If the earth isn't rotating, why does the sun set? So if the Earth isn't rotating, why is the sunset? That's for you. What's it? 25 seconds. Because it gets so far away that you can no longer see. Same thing. They actually, again, just hijacked the fact we can't see forever, said that we can see forever, and then said the reason that we don't see forever is because the Earth is curving. The angular resolution limit of the eye, once again, was reverse engineered to give you the radius value. If you take the angular resolution angle of the eye, you get exactly 3,958.8 mile radius. If you assume that the Earth is a ball that's blocking you, they reversed how far you can see. It just gets, it goes too far away in the distance. And then you say, if it's not spinning, because the sun is moving instead of... The Earth moving, which is what we actually when the, experience. When the sunset time change depending on atmospheric conditions? It does sometimes. It does. Wow. Yeah, we even can, your model claims it does. That's amazing. We can predict the sunset ten years from now on a certain day. No, your model claims it changes. Free for all, fellas. Go no, ahead. it doesn't. It's called it's called uh, astronomical refraction up to 0.5 degree lift. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Yes, your model claims the sun is already underneath the Earth when you see it setting, and it changes how much yeah, it gets lifted up. Talking about refraction, okay? Yeah, so that would change the sunset time. Yeah, would it? 
would it would a, yes. would, a, would a thick atmosphere cause the sun to set way sooner than a non-thick atmosphere? Oh, no, you added way sooner to it in a desperate attempt to cope. So let's move on. I'm not coping with anything. There would be no way to predict the sunset next week, let alone 10 years from now on a flat earth. That's incorrect. We have an azimuthal grid of vision. So we have a personal celestial so sphere. So we know what the weather's limit. doing 10 years from now? We have an equidistant limit to our perspective. It would be very consistent. Oh, very good. What's that limit again? I forget. Roughly 4,000 miles. 4,000 miles. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Now you know, brother. Mm. Well, the reverse engineered the eye. That's what you did. Your model is a belief system. Reverse engineering how we see. It's a fact. Sure it is. So I know it must be a rough, tough pill to swallow, man. All right, it's, so it's we're very tough to swallow. Before we spiral completely, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, the question that I uh, was accused of missing there from Run Boston Bear, because uh, we've been a little bit all over the map, uh, just trying to, uh, like I say, filling questions uh, depending on where people are. Um, but we did ask the question about the salad earlier and uh, had some fun with that. So we'll carry on Run Boston Bear. If you missed it, go on back and check it out. Uh, Padme said we missed the one on Flat Earth where countries and areas would be able to see an eclipse at the same time. It doesn't match reality. Explain without the sophistry. I feel like we did this one as well, but they said right now in the live chat that we missed it. So if you want to go. What is it, man? Can you something? Sorry, man. They're coming at me in the comments too. What was it? What was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could always come up with some in the comments. Padme the cat says, on a flat earth, more countries and areas would be able to see an eclipse at the same time. It doesn't match reality. Explain without the sophistry. 25 seconds. We have a visual limit to how far we can see in each direction. It's equidistant. It's the azimuthal grid that we use to measure the sky. The globe claims the same exact measurements and the same exact dome grid. They claim that the reason that it cuts off is because the earth is curving as opposed to just having a visual limit. So no, you would not be able to see it forever. It's just a baseless claim. It's called a straw man fallacy because you're coping that you can't say the earth's not flat unless you make up some ridiculous model and then add Euclidean trig to perspective lines that can see forever and then claim right. flat earth is impossible we are out of time and what we shall do is if you guys would like would would you like a minute or two to do your closing damn man i think we've heard everything do we even need closings maybe so we... yeah well yeah we need a minute closing you go first all right, all right closing. that's cool yeah yeah uh, I, I, I like doing the uh... i went first so he should go I, I, you know, I like doing that, and I got called out for that in Texas for uh, cool. doing it that style. But yeah, well, flipping I, it around, I did, yes, and uh, I think that's cool. So, Globy, uh, one minute on the floor, if you don't mind, uh, your closing thoughts on our discussion tonight and where everybody can find you. Sure, uh, you can find me here and on TikTok, same thing, Globy and Glowface. Um, one minute conclusion. I, so, I, I think we've determined a you can't measure flat Earth; it's never been done. We claim it's plane surveying measures flat earth. I keep asking for a measurement of flat earth, can't find one. Um, so so yeah, we can measure curved earth, right? We, we can measure ro earth's rotation, right? And the refutations that come from flat earth are always these random claims of a paper that can't be found <laughs> or that don't reference the thing we've referenced. Um, and that supposedly debunks everything that, that's been done in science uh, random claims that our site is limited to 4,000 miles with no backup to that either. It's just, it's a bunch of random claims that, that quite frankly, are excuses. Um, Southern celestial poles, the sunset angles, as we went over earlier, all those things are just so simple and they only work on a globe. 
not to mention actual Earth's measurements, as I showed in the beginning. So again, um, yeah, I think the flat Earth just has denial of globe. They don't never have any flat Earth proof, which is fine. I get it. You're trying to falsify the model, but um, I guess I'll just keep waiting for that flat Earth proof. All right. Well, thank you, Globy McGlobates, for being here at Modern Day Debate. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out and having this discussion and this debate sure. uh, with uh, Austin Winsett. Austin, one minute on the floor. It's all yours. So we talked about how actually the globe Earth is claiming that the opposite of everything we experience is true. It has the burden of proof and uh, can't substantiate that it's rotating or that it's wobbling or that it's orbiting. And actually all evidence points to the fact that we're in the center of the universe and they claim it's just an illusion and that the earth looks like it's flat and that's just an illusion and that the sun looks like it's moving, but that's just an illusion. We covered how they actually just reverse engineered the eye. The angular resolution limit of the eye will give you the supposed radius of this globe. What a coincidence. The world's craziest coincidence ever that their limit to your eye will give you 3,958.8 mile radius if you assume it's actually curvature of the earth blocking how far you can see it's such a coincidence that it gives you that exact value we did go over flat earth measurements we went over specular reflections they were deflected we showed that you can use all astronomical observations and positions we have an entire working flat earth model we found out they hijacked how we see and then they claim that the earth is a sphere because we actually can't see forever and that's the biggest key to all of this and once you figure that out you realize that's how we made the globe in the first place welcome to flat earth all right. Well, thank you to both of our speakers for being here tonight at Modern Day Debate. Uh, big round of virtual applause. If you haven't already uh, smacked the like button around, uh, we'd appreciate that if you're hanging out in the live chat. And uh, we're going to let our speakers go because we went a little bit long. So uh, I'll, I'll put on some tunes where I scream at you and uh, let these fellas go. So thanks for coming out to Modern Day Debate. Cheers, everybody. Later. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc